live from Sadler Studios on the anniversary of Stay Busy with Armand Sadler. It's the boy, Armand Sadler. Graham once said it's crazy all the emotions forgot in a year we haven't forgotten any of the emotions this has gotten only more fun we've fallen more in love with the process the art form of podcasting with music with responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture ladies and gentlemen stay busy is one years old yeah <laughs> I've uh I've told the story a few times but um it was around maybe like summer 2019 where nick was planting the seeds yo start a podcast man like take to take your writing and put it in in audio form people need to hear you they shouldn't just read you and then you know i i, I was i was apprehensive at first but you know through nick's constant just bringing it up and hicks hit the, the belief that he instilled in me it's like all right dog like you you believe in me a lot i, I believe in myself this is something that i enjoy listening to and and i think that i'm capable of so let's start a podcast so, you know, we, we planned it out, the segments, we planned out our vision because we didn't, we just, we didn't want to just be any music podcast. We don't just want to sit here and shoot the shit for three hours and just say, oh, this is trash. This is good. This is my top five. The, 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 these are the goats. We, we, we want to, like I said in the first episode, learn. We want to teach. We want to challenge ideas. And we also want to create a vision for a, a better music landscape in, in the future as Nick pursues being an artist and I pursue being a journalist. In the last year, I feel like we've had so many insightful discussions. We've had so many great people come on. Uh, we've highlighted some incredible people. Yeah. We've, we've had so many empowering words shared with us through social media. And I've just, I, I've, I've honestly just been genuinely surprised that people aside from Nick want to listen to me talk about music <laughs> <laughs> every Monday at 9 a.m. And you guys have stayed tapped in 10K plus plays you know um a a very consistent audience and you know those those three months we took off when people were constantly asking it was like oh wow like we like people miss us like we we got to come back but 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 we got to come back bigger and better and i really think that this this season has been um a step up from the greatness that we had season one and the fun that we had season one so i'm in my emotional sentimental bag um good place to be and i i want to thank nick for riding with me uh this has not been an easy thing uh that, that, that we've done but you know our, our chemistry and our relationship has made it so we've we, we've always found a way to make it happen and take things to the next level so i'm very appreciative uh to have you um and yep yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know if you have any words no, you man, share. I, 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 no, I got some words uh, <laughs> uh this has been i think a highlight for me for the, the last of the last five years this has been definitely one of the highlights I mean, just starting the podcast, you know, from the from the inception of the idea to to getting to where we are now, to just 
just seeing that 10,000 plays was for me, was just like a, a real moment, you know, cause you, when you think about all these yeah. ideas, you think about having the, the creativity that you have, the, the passion that you have for the industry and for whatever you know, you want to do, especially, you know, you being a journalist, I'm trying to turn this man into a personality, y'all. Like I, I want this <laughs> man to be out here cause he has a lot of good things to say. He can contribute, I think in such a positive way to the music industry, to the media industry as a whole. And so that's why I was very much so on him, you know, with about, I think it's important for a lot of us, you know, creatives, black creatives, creatives of color to create your own opportunities and, and do the best that you can, especially in this digital age where it's given to you, right? You know, if, if you're trying to get on the radio and you can't get a radio job, you can't get a podcast job, whatever it is, create your own. And I think that we are a testament of, and want to be an encouragement to, to everyone out there is that when you say, hey, I see a gap. We saw a gap in responsible discussions about music. We that's how we talk about music every day when we're just chatting. Let's do something to advance ourselves and put it out there for other people to engage with because we can't be the only ones that want to hear responsible discussions about music, business, and culture. So if you're someone out there listening to this and you've been thinking about that idea about whatever it is, whether it's a podcast, whether it's starting your own clothing brand, whatever you're trying to do go ahead and do it because you really live one time. You, you mm -hmm. live one time, you have all this, you don't really have that many chances. So make, create your own opportunities, get out there and make it happen. Um, and I hope that you can, look, you stay busy as that case study to see, well, they decided to do it and they're doing it. And I mean, this has been for me as an artist, it has exposed me to so many different people. I've created so many genuine relationships as Armand, it's advanced Armand's career. Um, you know, it's him, we're trying to make him like the guy when it comes to this stuff. So. I'm I am very pleased to be here. Um, I've learned so much about producing. I've learned so much about um, you know. I come from a TV background, so I mean, I brought I poured all of that into you know when we were just coming up with the structure and coming up with how we we're going to do this this whole podcast. I poured all of that sort of knowledge and insight into this, and so just to see it being received, just to see that people are rocking with it, staying every Monday, people are really listening. That. That means a lot. And people who are doing things in the industry, people who are yeah. moving and shaking have given us the tip of the hat. And so that that we really, really appreciate y'all. So one year, man, we hope many, many years to go and we're only going to get better and better. I'm already thinking about season three ideas already. So yes, <laughs> we're, we're excited. Yeah. Man. Appreciate y'all. Bro, I think the wildest part was seeing us come up on people's Spotify wrapped like that that's crazy like we're, we're, we're next to names like the joe button podcast it's the real need need to know uh, imaginary players what's a good guy like these podcasts that have been around longer and people are you know really tapped in with but we you know we managed to make it on their list too so that that really meant a lot um so yeah thank you to all the listeners i'm armand vegan chorizo poppy multiple miles monday poppy your favorite Uber driver's favorite Uber driver might be driving <laughs> driving your girl to the mall, but you know I'm 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 respectful. I'm 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 there to do a job. I'm professional. I'm not here alone. You heard from him already, but I'm gonna let him do his formal intro. How you feeling, brother? What's up, y'all? How you feeling, Nick Early, executive producing, co-host, and stay busy. This is my favorite podcast in the world. I poured a lot of love into this, so we're we're just glad that y'all are here listening to this year anniversary episode special joint. Yeah. And, you know, of course, we got a shout out first time listeners, returning listeners, last time listeners. Now, if you chose to stop listening on our anniversary, that that that, that just feels like a personal attack. Like like right. you you really just want to, like, come for me. But, you know, it's cool. Um, I don't really have any bars today, so I just want to 
you know, whether you like listening to our podcast in the car or on headphones or lying in bed, whether you're behind a few episodes and, and you're hearing the anniversary episode late, you know, like shout out to you. That's what I got. Um, shout out to Anchor, our distribution platform. If you do not know Anchor, would distribute your podcast for free to all of the streaming platforms and you get some sponsored ads regardless of your listenership. Shout out to Zoom, allowing you to see me open shirt poppy, no, 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 no undershirt because, you know what I'm saying? The pecs is out here. You feel me? You feel me? Ground beef, thank God. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Keep, keep, keep it clean. Keep it clean. Keep it clean. Uh, and allows you to see my, my, my new setup in the background. You know, I had to spice it up a little bit. Shout out to the, the, the A5. Shout out to Kev on his design. I'm going to bring it a little closer. Tap okay. in to buy yeah. Frank. Tap yes. in. And of course the brand stay busy um so let's jump into this chat man jack harlow finally dropped his long-awaited debut album that's what they all say um features you know lil baby bryson tiller static major blah 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 a couple other people um it was i really enjoyed it i i I got through it a lot because you know you know i i I have an early morning and an early commute yeah and i also enjoyed yo we already played the theme song karen (laughs) what's What's going on? Oh, oh, it's my phone. Hello? Hello? Who's that? Drake's the best. Uh, how you guys doing? Uh, this is Skip from BK calling from the ones and twos. I'm just uh, calling in because, you know, Skip. I knew it was your anniversary and I hacked the phone lines. And I was like, let me call Armand's number, even though I don't have it. How you guys doing today? <laughs> you, 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 you hacked Zoom? How, how'd you do that? I just, I just, oh, I work in the f- tech company. Look at that. See that? Like Batman descending from the skies, bro. How you guys doing? What's up, Skip? Well, well, thank you for, wow. This is, this is like really special. Thank you for pulling up to celebrate the anniversary with us, man. It's good to see you. I get to hear a portion of the podcast early. I'm all caught up on you guys, but nah, it's, it's good. I just took some time out to, uh, after finish hacking at my uh, tech company, <laughs> at undisclosed location in the city. Uh, I just had to pass by. How you guys doing? I think you guys did the intro, so I'm not even going to have you do you know, you guys made it in a year. Let's start <laughs> off with that. Uh, you guys are my go-to music podcast. Wow. Um, I, I really appreciate, because uh, I don't get to listen to all the music because I'm a podcast curator, because, you know, I'll be binging a lot of podcasts. So when it comes to music, I really go to you guys first when it comes to people's critiques on the new albums that are out and who deserves to be nominated and how they're doing and some the playlist that you guys have. I do listen to it when I actually do get to listen to music when I work out. Wow. So I just wanted to jump off with that, that your impact on the culture it goes without saying. So if people decide not to listen to you on the anniversary, am I allowed to curse? Can I curse? Yeah, this is like a, it's just like ahead. a PG-13. This is the anniversary. Yeah. Go ahead. All right, cool, cool. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck them all. They're horrible. <laughs> Fuck them. So I'm going to say that's my only time cursing, but yeah, thanks. Wow, man. Wow. That, that I just want to say that that really, we really appreciate it because I know you're coming from a genuine place, man. Like that, hearing the, hearing you say that, uh, you know, given that you know what you're doing, you're you're person, and we're the first choice when it comes to that. I, I don't know what to say, man. I really, really appreciate you. Thank yeah, you. that's major. That's really major. It's very. I, I still don't believe it, but yeah. hey, man, because <laughs> we, we put in the love, we put in the hours, we be thinking about this stuff. We go back and forth. Of, hey, what should we put in the chat? Oh, what's our board meeting? We know what are we doing? So just you know to be real like to see it land it's it, it's a surreal feeling to, that there's people out there that's like really engaging with our content even if you didn't know us i think you know what i'm saying you would yeah. still listen that that really really means a lot man so what has been i think your favorite moment so far of the show or things that really stood out to you or things that you like about the pod uh 
you asked like three questions in one. Yeah, I That's Nick's thing. I just realized Nick yeah, asking like three in one. That. I put it out there. Like, all the episodes. <laughs> People like, yo, I got one question. Question. It was three. Question within question, 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 question. Um, No, really, I think my favorite moment, I mean, I do, it's not like I have a favorite episode, but I enjoy Kojo. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm a yeah, cancer. Yeah. Uh, you know, Armand's cancer, <laughs> Kojo's a cancer. So when, when the cancers align, when we come together, it's something magical. And uh, I just think that his impact on the culture is too, you know, sometimes people just don't like his takes, but it comes from a real place. <laughs> like he really cares about music. So I just feel like him coming on and he was like an employee of the month, I think once in the past. Yes, if yeah. I, wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was, I think it was one person that was like employee of the month twice. And I was like, that's a legend. Cause I think that was like a, a repeat employee of the month. Like it was in season one. I don't remember. I'm trying to remember from the archives. Someone was twice. And I was like, that oh, person was nice. I'll double up. check. Okay. Don't, 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 don't <laughs> fact check me. Saying, I'm just a, like, that's I, a mistake. No. We should. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll double check, but. Or maybe I just, because you have a month and it's four episodes in a month. I just heard them all the time for the month. So mm. don't listen to me. Anyway, <laughs> that was a great episode because I didn't know that he didn't finish college. Because when I interviewed him for my podcast, like we're working on season two right now. We're finishing yeah, that yeah. up. Yeah, like season that. one, uh, he, he was a good interview and I did my research. I didn't know he didn't finish. So him being yeah. vulnerable in this space, of course, when it comes to people that are music specialists, that was like one. I was jealous, but two. That's good interviewing. That he was able to get that out there, and you guys did that. Um, and you guys do a lot of things well with your breakdowns. Like y'all, y'all give indie artists a platform, not even indie people that should be listening to these artists. Because yeah. again, I don't get to listen to music, but if you guys listen to it, y'all, y'all are the people that I go to. Where it's like I have my sports people, I got my little nerdy anime people. Y'all are my music people. So if it's on your playlist, I was like, all right, I should start listening to their album. So I think that's something that you guys do with the information and what's going on in the music and what's going on and people should be really giving these people credit. That's how you, people get more expansion on their li libraries, you guys. So I think that's what helps. Mm. Uh, thank you, bro. Thank, thank you so thank much, you. man. So, we're, you know, you, you gave us a lot of love. People know what we're up to. We're very transparent about that. But what, what, what have you been up to uh, this year? And like, well, what creative endeavors, what do you have coming up? Uh, yeah, so, you know, before the pandemic, I was actually a comedian. I was making people laugh. Um, oh. And then after that, uh, I couldn't really do shows. We did outside shows, but I think I love comedy, and I'm going to go back to it when we get healthy. So I kind of pivoted. So first season of my uh, podcast, Dreams Money Can Buy, it came out in the summertime. So it was like July, June to like August. So it was like 10 episodes per season. I really do deep dives on each person just from like when they were like, child how they grew up to where they are now and just telling a really beautiful story about how people evolve into the person they need to be um so season two is on the way and i'm also working on a personal podcast so dreams money can buy is interviewing other people skip chronicles is all about me so i'm kind of like making it an audio journal so if i want if i want that that interview to happen because i'm very private i'm gonna give of myself so like how I was from a kid. So if anybody wants to interview me, listen to the podcast, you should have enough information for that. Also for my kids and my grandkids and my great grandkids, you know, I want them to be able to like know who their, their legacy is coming from. So like mm -hmm. they get to know, oh, that's dude, dope. I, I didn't know he liked this and this. So it is like a, a personal project of mine. And that's what we're working dope. on. That's dope. I've been thinking about doing something like that with my family, like calling my oldest uh, auntie and just talking to her and say, what's the earliest memory you got? Just to kind of understand our living. I think a lot of black folks, we don't have that. We don't, or we can only go back so far. And I think that, uh, you know, in history, a lot of our traditions was oral traditions, like us telling stories and things like that. So I think that's so important. So yeah, that's, that's a great project. That's a great project. Awesome. So 
we have a hot take prepared for you, sir. Oh, are you are, are, are you ready? You, you got some water? You, you want to take a sip, take a breath, stretch? I didn't, I'll get the water later. You guys are just going to overwhelm me anyway. So let's get this going. <laughs> I feel that. So I, I wrote this one uh, because uh, I, I enjoy your writing and, and the opinions you have and the way that you express them. Um, so the hot take is journalists slash bloggers shouldn't write badly about music if they can't make better music than the music they're critiquing. No, that's false. Um, you know what? It's, okay, I'm going to answer this as succinct and concise as possible. This is kind of like how people like feel like in basketball, where it's like the players are like, why are you critiquing me when you can't even do what I do, right? And as a person that I feel like I'm a better as a Drake reporter because I think I have to write about people that I'm passionate about right so there's some artists that you you share with us and I'm like like Givian and like a lot of other people that like even Jack Harlow like when you talk about him oh my god I don't know what's the background sound but I think if you if you love writing which is what someone like Armand does or like you know Nick is an artist so he understands it Nick understands how sound works he understands like voice inflection all that stuff I take Nick's you know critiques Seriously, outside of Kanye West rapping ability, get to that. Later. <laughs> uh, I think I think if you do the research, like I can't knock what Armand does because he does breakdowns. Like his articles are so like I can't. If he says it, that's how he feels. He did, literally studied it. I just think certain bloggers and writers need to put more work in their writing because some people yeah. will write something that's like those two or three page read ups, and it's like they didn't really put enough information for me to agree with what they said like our minds i have to set aside time to really digest it his is usually between six to like nine minutes but that's great time invested in it because i know he's going to come with heat he'll get quotes from here he'll get some tweets he'll get some sound bites right here he'll get like a video clip so you see the visuals i take that seriously so i think it's just people that are bad writers should not be talking about the art because they're not putting in their whole soul into the writing because then mm. i can't take you seriously so mm. i think that's my answer i feel I like we that. need people to critique all art forms but you need to be passionate about the art form. That's the only way I can take you yeah. seriously. Because then you're just talking hot air. So that's bars. Right. Wow. Bars. Yes. <laughs> Great answer, dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's your turn to put us on the hot seat. Well, what question did you bring for the busy boys? Oh god. Nah, we got to go back to that Kanye West rapping. <laughs> because I was going back and forth with, and that's like the only time I've been net mad at Nick, right? And oh my god, that's so funny. like I would just like yeah. live it. Like I get Nick's takes on everything else. I, I accept it. I may not always agree with it, but I was yeah, just like, good. you have to understand if you're a Drake fan, you kind of are, you are like hierarchy. Like you had to listen to Kanye. Kanye helped with the 808s and heartbreak. Yeah. Like. He, mm-hmm. So I pay attention to his rapping ability, all these things. This cadence is good, but he has help, and that's okay. But I'm not going to say he's a great rapper. When you look at his impact on the culture, the production, the storytelling, his like, I'm not looking at Kanye as a rapper. He's an artist. And when I think of him as an artist, all of his albums are distinct. I love it. He'll go uh-huh. down as a legend. But if I told you who are the top five rappers or top ten, I'm not putting Kanye up there. I'm putting him as like a person that's an artist for performing songs, how he puts his, he's a, like the, the, the tours, the sets, the outfits, that man is art. So but he's not a rapper. He's not a great rapper. So that's that's my take. Say, so when you say rapper. Oh my are, God, let's go. Go. No, I, I'm, I'm asking. I'm go asking. off. Go off. <laughs> so when you say rapper, you're saying lyricist, like no help on the pen. Everything that you say is because you wrote it. That's what you're talking about. That's what you, those are people who you consider 
rappers or top rappers to be able to be in that conversation? Yes. Okay. I feel like lyricism wise, the bars that we love from Kanye, some of them, he, he, he does write some of his, his lyrics, right? But I'm not going to say he's better than Jadakiss or Styles P or like Buster Rhymes. Like when it comes to the impact of their flows, like we have to be honest, like he's not better rappers than them, but he's a better performer than them. Like if you want to choose between a Styles P, Jadakiss or Kanye West, which one's going to be more legendary? Like depending on what you want. If you want just overall wow of like visuals, light show, effects, Kanye West wins all the time. He's top Artistry. five, in my yeah. opinion, artistry yeah. when it comes to performances. Yeah. When it comes to rapping, the art of rapping. Yeah, okay. He's and, not better than me. That's, that's, my, that's my thing. And that's what I guess I was, it was misconstrued. And I guess I've had time away from it to think about it and really reflect because I was so shocked <laughs> <laughs> um, that it was such like a thing. I, I, I didn't realize I was on the outs on that opinion. Uh, and so I, I reflected on it and I didn't want it to be misconstrued that I was saying that like, you know, Kanye is a, say top five rapper because i know that there are people who rap better than him people who mm -hmm. have better bars people who their whole pen everything is all them um i saw buster Rhymes had like an interview i forget who he was talking to he was talking in that i don't know if y'all seen this video circling around he was in a, in a room with a bunch of people um and he was just get sort of giving game and it was a recent interview but he was talking about like way back when like the standard and which i think is is true the standard for being a great rapper and being in the all-time conversation is that everything has to be from your pen. And so I, I've had to do a little bit more research about Kanye. I didn't, I wasn't aware of all the help that he got um, because I had only seen it from when he was in the beginning of him uh, trying to start get going because people weren't taking him seriously as a rapper. So in those, in the beginning, I'm like, well, who's helping him? If nobody's taking him serious as a rapper, he got to be writing his own stuff. Um, and so I, I, I agree with you. I hear you. And I am, I'm working on it. Hey, hey. I just, I didn't, I'm glad we're at this safe space. I don't want to argue with you. We're family. I just felt like, and again, I didn't know that until later with the GL, GLC uh, consequence, um, uh, Rhyme Fest. Like that was his early part of his crew where he was making the beats. So it's kind of like a, a even exchange. He would give them solid production. They would help him get better as a, like a writer and rapper. So it's not like he's horrible. I can't say he doesn't make all these yeah, manifestos. Right. And, oh, absolutely. He's not. But like this is what is interesting in rap and why I kind of I'm jealous about when it comes to singing and R&B and all that stuff. R&B is all about making solid projects. It doesn't matter who writes what. As long as people right. are credited, you make a solid project. Like Beyonce yeah. has a lot of people that maybe show up on the credits and they don't. And I'm not going to talk about Beyonce because we don't want the high for us. But with that, they are so freeform with that. With rap, it's like the egotistical is like, yo, if you're in the studio, if you if us are in the studio and we're like looking at Armand's writing, right? And it's like, all right, so I see that sentence. What if we adjusted it? Did I write that for him? No, I gave him an idea. Nick, if you sing a, a flow, and it's like, you even said it when you were talking about songs, if someone yeah. took you off a song or changed it, I can't sing. But if I think that I'm listening to you and I'm cool with you, and it's like, what if you did it this way and it works? Was it me? Yeah. I'm your friend. I'm giving you ideas. I can't sing. Remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just giving you energy because I want you to win. And I feel yeah. like this is a very interesting energy now that we're talking about who's a writer or not, because you have yeah. crews. So does that mean the crew's writing for each other? We're trying to help each other win, even with comedy. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't write all my jokes by myself. I have right, people right. that listen to my jokes and be like, what about this? So that's it. So I just wanted you to know, because I feel like with <laughs> singers, y'all got more, more teams around y'all that y'all allowed to talk about than rappers. Rappers are hiding. So. Very true. Very true. Wow. Well, Skips, tell people where, where they can follow you on social media. 
They can follow me on uh, Skip From BK literally everywhere. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse, even though I'm hiding there because it's, <laughs> it's a madhouse. But yeah, I'm, you're going you're gonna to see me tweeting about these guys. Shout out to these guys. One year down, forever to go. Keep going. I'm going to stop hacking y'all systems so y'all can get back to this episode. <laughs> I got work to do. Guys, much love to you guys. The team Appreciate is strong. You, the stream is strong. Be well, guys. Thanks, Thank man. you so much, man. Stay busy. Right, Skip. Stay busy! Wow, man, that was so nice of Skip to, to pull up. Like <laughs> that was the guy. <laughs> very, very pleasant surprise. Um, really don't know how he pulled it off and had Zoom. Like, I, <laughs> I hope we don't get flagged for it. I hope we can post this episode. Right. Um, but with that, I mean, we had such a good conversation that it makes sense to just skip the chat and let's jump right into the half and half. So, what you sipping on, bro? You know, I've I was you know thinking for the anniversary that we should sip something special. Mm. But I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm just sipping, like I said, my Jesus juice. It's too well. Yo. Oh, your phone is on again, bro. What you doing? I meant to put it on Do Not Disturb. Who is this? I don't even, I don't recognize this number at all. Who is it? It's, it's, it, looks like it. A, it looks like a Los Angeles area code. Answer it, dog. Hello? Yo, this is Yo! Edgar. Oh, Edgar, what's good? I have oh, hacked wow. Zoom. What's up, bro? You, you too? <laughs> I have hacked Zoom. Yeah, there's this document, this PDF going around how to do it, particularly for stay busy. So I had to do it. Why didn't we get this? Well, it would make sense that we wouldn't get the document to hack our own podcast. Why would we need to hack our own podcast? Anyway, yo, it's good to see you, man. Thank you for, uh, for coming through, celebrating the anniversary with us. It really means a lot. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I can't believe it's already been a year. Twenty twenty yeah. is. It's been a uh, binge watching. See. <laughs> yeah, time flies by like a binge watcher. Yeah, we're glad to have you, man. Super yeah. glad. We're, we're tell the people where a little bit who you are, where you're coming from, all that, so that people know what's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my name is Edgar. I'm a fan of music, fan of the culture, um, and lately I've been managing this artist uh, Reggie Beckton with um, no. Megan Jordan. Yeah, no, so no. Me, me and Megan, yeah. So we work together with Reggie. And what's crazy, this is actually pretty crazy, but um, I met him the same week that I started listening to you guys. Wow. Wait, for real? Anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about the story, how you met him and whatnot? Yeah, so uh, Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> I reached out <laughs> to him on yeah. Twitter, yeah. If you like that. If you like that. Yeah, I, I was kind of like, hey, you know what? I see what you're doing. I love what you're doing. I'd love to volunteer. I don't know. Wow. I don't know how else. Um, but had graduated from college, was kind of just floating and didn't know what I wanted to do. And yeah, and yeah like um, I remember when I started listening to you guys, it was my mom's birthday. So I was yeah. like picking up a cake. I was like picking up a cake. And then I was like, oh, this is a cool podcast to listen to. And I made it to or actually, I think it was the week before. But I was like preparing for like my mom's birthday. So it was like a week long thing for mom. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Nice, so it was man. like, okay. And I was listening to you guys' podcast and I'm like, yo, this is, um, I can't believe there's only like one or two episodes on here. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know. I didn't know you guys had just started. I, wow. I think, yeah, I think I came across you guys on Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was like, oh, cool. I like this, the setup on this. So, oh, man. yeah. We, we appreciate you listening, man, and sticking with us for this whole time so yeah bro yeah of yeah. course Dude, timing you have- is crazy timing is really crazy 
Timing is crazy. Yeah. Nah, we, we can't stress it enough. There's so many things that have happened with us doing this and like the way Nick's career has progressed and my career has progressed and it's helped the pod, the podcast progress. And like, you're doing your thing with Reggie. Uh, we, we actually, uh, on our last episode, we played right time, uh, with a, yeah, lead. I, I joined this. <laughs> I joined this crazy. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So shout out to y'all, but uh, do you have a favorite memory from uh, the podcast? Yes, I do. Okay, so I remember, and I'm sure this was a big, big memory for you guys too. But um, the employee of the week, the mm-hmm. shout out on uh, Joe Budden's podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, that was <laughs> now the way that kind of like, um, like the clips on that made it onto Twitter, made it onto Instagram. I thought that was a pretty cool big moment, and and it was funny. It was so funny, and I think <laughs> yeah, it's definitely true to what the podcast you know kind of gives. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was nice to enjoy it, you know, in the podcast and then outside the podcast as yeah. well. It was really yeah, cool. it was funny how they took the the banter. I love the banter that they had about it, you know, back. In the yeah. How I heard you got yeah. you know employed the other week somewhere. They didn't talk to us. Like, <laughs> they didn't talk to us. How, how, how do they know we're happy with you, Savon? Exactly. exactly. Oh, yeah. So shout out Savon. Shout out JVP. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. My guys. That was funny, man. Like the jokes that came out of that were hilarious. And like, um, so right now I cur- I currently work in Espresso. So I sell coffee okay. machines. I do all that stuff. Oh. So like my manager, she loves the Joe Bonin podcast. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, yo, I was like, yo, some of my friends from like this other podcast, they were shouted out in a funny way. And then she was like, yo, that's, that's super hilarious. That's <laughs> yeah, man. And she's like, that makes this episode even more like memorable. Exactly. So, Exactly. Well, shout out to you for the plug as well. Uh, Nick, you want to read, I, I feel like you reading th- th- this hot take to him based off of his job would, would be very spicy. So <laughs> let's hear it. You know what's, let's check it out. And it was funny enough, I've heard this take from people. So I'm, I'm curious, since this directly relates to you, how you feel about this. Um, remember, this is just a take. This is not me saying that. This is not my personal That's- opinion. No, I'm taking, I'm taking it personally, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've heard this. But our hot take for you, sir, is that yes, sir. some people say that artist managers are a waste of money. Mm-hmm. Respond. Um, I would say, so me personally, my, my um, the way I'm coming in, uh, I almost think of this as like an internship, right? Yeah. So, so I almost think of this as like an internship, but even then, um, if the chemistry is so good and and you guys really do see yourselves working together, um, it's kind of bigger than just one person. Right. Right. And like, as far as like with Reggie and Megan, it's crazy how like quickly we clicked on all these things. And um, so I went in there fresh, kind of no expectations. And, and this whole year, it's crazy. Like we've been, yeah, we've been able to implement like all our best kind of, um, traits mm-hmm. and like put it put it for this one bigger cause um but i think yeah like if you don't really have anything to to manage and like mm-hmm. and if you kind of you know you're going to be paying somebody to like kind of manage something that you can kind of have friends do it for yourself yeah i think that might be an investment you might want to make later yeah, yeah. Able to, yeah because videos cost a lot of money um you know engineers cost a lot of money like I, I have definitely seen it from you know reggie's uh, reggie's uh music and his upbringing we kind of had like a nice year but yeah. that was 
not cheap. <laughs> it was not cheap. And, and, and I think um, I don't see myself like anytime soon taking in any type of, you know, uh, gain, monetary gain, because mm-hmm. we still have a lot of work to do. And, wow. and I know it's bigger than me. So ladies and I, gentlemen, you see that it's about the work. It's about mm-hmm. the work. Shout out to you. Shout yeah. out to you, Edgar. Yeah, and, and I, st- I still I still work um full-time job as like a sales associate somewhere mm-hmm. else. So it's just like, you know, I'm not really if, if I was in it for money, I wouldn't be in this space right now because right, that right, shit right. is not that's not where it's at right now. <laughs> that's yeah. a fact. Unless it's sync, but we're trying yeah. to figure that out. <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna work out, man. I'm I'm super yeah. excited. I've been watching, you know, from afar, sort of hearing Reggie's name more yeah. and more and more, working with a lot of people. Uh, he just did a song with one of our guys, Jacques Lane. We were super excited about to see nice. that happen, see that yeah. come through. So, uh, yeah, no, wishing you guys all the best. And I see you guys are really pushing pushing the limits and, and putting him out there. So it's, it's exciting to see that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's exciting. I, I was telling, I was actually telling Reggie right now about like, uh, this podcast that I'm gonna be on. Oh, He's like, what? <laughs> He's like, what? He's like, when? <laughs> when is that happening? But but um but yeah, we're mutual fans of the podcast. Yeah. And then, you oh, know, yeah. Hope he's hyped to hear that we uh that, that we played him as a slide too. That's, that's that should be pretty cool. No, I bet, I bet. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. So it's your turn. Put us on, on the hot seat. All right. On the hot seat. So the way I interpreted the hot seat, I wanted to see okay. Album of the year. This oh, is God. actually I'm Nick. Go first. Oh, okay. I'll start. Um, I'm 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 consistent. My rap album of the year is Wanna. Wanna by Gunna. It's incredible. Mm. Uh Dollars on My Head is one of the best songs of the year, one of the best features of the year by Young Thug. Uh the title track is incredible. Uh Blindfold is incredible. Argentina is a great opener. Uh Do Better, Far, um, Play Around. It's yeah. Joint is good. Joint is really, really good. Um, and R and B. I'm I'm consistent division division amusing her feelings. You got the from from, from the intro to no good mm. to, to to batting number two. You got friends Jesse Reyes. They're they're collaborating with they're collaborating with people on their albums. They collaborated with women. We got Summer Walker, yeah. Noah Allegra, Chantel May, uh, Jesse Reyes. As I said, we got a great verse from Party Next Door. We got homegrown Jamaican flavor with Popcon and Buju mm. Bantan. We got this parsley of the music and. No, actually, no, he's not the parsley of the music industry. <laughs> one of the backbones of the music industry. Ty Dolla Sign. Right. Was on there. Like, it was, it's, it's just a really incredible album to me. And I, they really pushed their sound to a new level. 1985 did co- just different things production wise. Right. Daniel Daly right. as a vocalist and as a songwriter. We got Brian Michael Cox wrote on the album. Drake wrote on the album. Uh, Fontaroy wrote on the album. I believe it's, 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 it's a masterpiece. So. Yeah, they wow. definitely they definitely deserved a bigger kind of yeah yo it sold twenty five k like w- w- with with big name features and it's like you know R and B moves differently but definitely, and yeah. and you know you can't expect everyone on OVO to perform the way Drake does or or the way Party does but like damn like it it, it was really set up to be a big thing and you know also COVID probably plays a part as well but you know it, it is what it is like the, the, those who know know. So, I mean, that was that was a great explanation, Armand. So, <laughs> yeah, that that honestly, like, it's crazy because I I love that album or I like the album. There it is. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like, damn, I definitely need to revisit that with the context. Yeah, that's yeah. very true. And I love Division. 
I love every single this project. Is, they're the guys. They're the guys for sure. Morning After, I think, is still my favorite project. From I love Morning After. Oh, me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. But this one, this one was great. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll answer that now, too. Um, I, you know, when it comes to, to rap, I'm, I'm not the guy. So, so I'm not even going to I'm not even gonna go with rap. I'm just going to give you my favorite album so far. And it, I, I'm consistent as well. It's B7 by Brandy. It is... Mm to me the album of the year um and just it is a master class on a lot of things yeah. master class on i'll just go to the vocals last it's a master class <laughs> on arranging on yeah the, the ra- arrangement the it was full it was yes, very, very full, full. Yeah. This, the, it's a master class on arrangements for like the music it's a master class on vocal arrangements it's a master class on delivery and how you're delivering songs it's a masterclass on, to me, feeling, um, emotion, the, the sequencing, uh, for the how it goes. Actually, funny enough, I I hated the sequencing when I first listened to the project. I remember you said that. It's such a slow burn. It felt like too slow of a burn. Specifically, how the first song, because the first song gets it started, and you're like you're expecting it to like go, but it's like, oh, come on, come on, and then when you're in, you're in, it, and it just and it just takes you all the way up, but. Um, as I listened to it more and more, it appre- I got to appreciate it. So to me, B7, obviously Brandy is one of the best vocalists I've ever, we've ever heard um, when it comes to her runs, agility, just uh, tone, just the range of things that she can do with her voice um, and how she floated on the beach. Shout out to Camper, shout out to uh, all types of people who was on you know, producing that project and writing. Yeah, I mean, she, she brought out, out the stars for that one. So it was to me the album of the year. But I want to give some honorable mention to you know Victoria Monet dropped the project as well. Alicia Keys dropped a really good project that I enjoyed. Yes. Shout out Chloe and Hallie yes. for their project. Yo, um, there, there was a lot of good music this there year. There's a lot of good music uh, that that came out. There's a few others. Oh, Xavier Omar really really loved that project. Wizkid, um, the Wizkid yeah. joint is crazy. Ty Dolla Sign. Oh. And and another right. favorite for me is the Leanne Lahavis. That's to me like way, way up here for me. So yeah, those are my favorites. Nice. I'm sure I'm missing some. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure too. Yeah. <laughs> no, and it's and it's funny because usually everything else comes after, you know, everything is finished and you're like, oh, that's yeah, the album. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Edgar, man, we really appreciate you popping in for the anniversary. I, I, I guess Skip gave you the blueprint. I didn't know you and Skip knew each other. I don't know how you <laughs> managed to hack Zoom. I don't know how he did it, but y'all, y'all, y'all working in mysterious yeah. ways. Um, but again, we, we want to thank you, like verbally, like yes, visibly, sir. for being the first donor, first and only donor to to the podcast. It, it means the world. Um, I remember when I saw it, I was like, oh, wow, like somebody actually did this. Like, because, you know, it's, it's <laughs> you, you sell merch or, or, or you sell fun. But, yeah. uh, you know, for, for you to just for, do that, and it's like it, it means the world. And, and it's going to uh, hopefully it's going towards a good cause. And hopefully you've you've enjoyed, you know, the podcast as much as we've enjoyed providing it to you and all of our listeners. Yeah, it's been fun. And dang, it's an honor. Like, I'm, I'm really happy that, you know. That, that that's happened and it, it came from a genuine place like i love that that podcast just made its way in front of me wow. and and yeah like i'm i'm glad it's been damn a year yeah year, congrats man. guys yeah congrats. <laughs> thank you, appreciate thank you, you so much of course all right Edgar. thank you so much man have a good rest of your day we appreciate you my brother thank you for having me all right
I mean, it's crazy that Edgar and Skip know each other. It's so, <laughs> like, I really, this is such a small world. Like, the fact that Edgar found our podcast in that way, the fact that he somehow connected with Skip and got his hacking <laughs> software, and they're hacked into our Zoom. But uh, wild day, uh, anniversary things. So we're just going to keep chugging along. Um, let's get into our employee of the month segment. We want to shout out once again, Janae Brown from Janae. Brown to Perfection Agency. Yeah, Janae. Woo. You can call. I didn't told you to turn off your phone. Oh no, nah, but, but this is a good one. This is a good one. This, okay. this is gonna be lit. Hello? Hello. What's poppin'? Oh! It's, <laughs> it's me. I'm sorry, y'all left the door open. I saw it. I had to I had to bust in because you know how I am. Yes. I love you both. How are you guys love doing? It. Hi. We are great. We are doing really well. As you know, uh, we are celebrating uh, one year of Stay Busy. So I can't believe it. Like, one whole, oh my God, I can't believe it. Time flies, word to, yeah. word to Drake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, remember, I, I remember the day so clearly you guys dropped the trailer. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh my God. And then, like, that shit, like, took off. Our story was, like, two hours long. Like, <laughs> yes. It was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, we've gotten so much love from uh, the listeners and, and from you, you know, um, and, you know, as, as, as friends, because we were friends before the podcast, you know, you yep. naturally want to support people. And yeah. but 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 you're one of those friends who's also very honest, you give honest feedback, you're you're critical respectfully. And so we both appreciate how much you hype us up. But then also when when you're not afraid to be honest with us and tell us, yo, like, you know, you guys should think about this or like exactly. this person, you know, what I'm saying like, you you you're just one of the people that a creator needs in their corner. So thank you for being oh, you, who you are. Thank you. So we know that you're one of the most booked and busy people, even through a that global pandemic. So not really. I be chilling. I mean, I'm not doing anything today. I was like, you guys keep me on for like four hours if you want. I have nothing to do today. No, <laughs> she capped. Please don't do that. No, so what you've been up to since since you pulled up in March? Oh my gosh, I feel like this is such a hard question to ask because literally like everything changed, not for me, but for like everybody since that day. I feel like that was literally, especially my episode was one of the last weeks that we were allowed like fully outside. Mm-hmm. So that was, oh my God. Um, I don't know, a lot has changed at that time. I was uh, I was really heavy on like the freelance thing, like bouncing around everywhere in terms of work. But recently, a few months ago, I got this new gig at Revolt, um, the music editor there. So I'm doing a lot of like new drops and stuff. So that's been more like it's a lot more scheduled and stable than I'm usually used to. But it's been a nice pace because I feel like that's what we need at this time, like a little security. So I've been really embracing that and I like it so far. Um, The family's great. I'm (laughs) feeling good. And yeah, a lot has happened, but. I'm chilling as of right now. I'm good as of right now. Good. I just want to compliment you on your amazing cooking skills uh, from the Thanksgiving. The, mm. uh, oh, Koreans, was Koreans be frying the hell out some chicken, okay? Period. Mm-hmm. Yo, we need to put the tweet up on, on, on the screen uh, when, when this goes up, too. <laughs> and I know... Um, Oh, sorry. That's me, guys. That's the sirens. But that's how fire the chicken is. But anyway, yeah. um, God. Uh, I'm so I know I said this to you before, but I'm so glad that tweet took off because I'm like, yo, OK, so people do know Koreans be frying chicken. Like yes. everyone's like, Bonchan. But Bonchan's legendary. Bonchan is absolutely legendary. We love Bonchan. Um, so I think 
uh, uh, the yeah, it's wild out there. Um, do you have parade or something? Sorry, guys. No, it's okay. We can actually wait it out. Just sit here and meditate. I have like music too. It's like a parade or something. It must be. Okay. okay. All right. Um, do you have a favorite stay busy memory? I don't know if this is like a cop out answer, but am I like from my episode or just say whatever? So say whatever. Yeah, anything. My favorite moment was obviously from my episode where (laughs) we just kind of like you guys always have like a bunch of great topics, obviously lined up and like very great thoughts to share. But then I remember for that episode, we were like, you know what, let's just let's freaking talk. And then we like all were like venting and talking. And I remember I asked you guys, I forgot the exact question, but it was like, what was your proudest moment or something like that? And then I loved hearing you guys talk about that because yeah. you guys remember how lit you guys are. And then like, Nick, you mentioned <laughs> your show. You're like, yo, I sold, I sold this number of tickets. Like I actually did that. And then like, yeah. I could see how proud of yourselves that you guys are. And I just love like when people celebrate themselves. So that was definitely my favorite moment of Stay Busy. Wow, wow. Yeah, and it's crazy to look at our progress from March to now. Like that, the proudest moment I, I said then is absolutely not my proudest moment now, and I'm I'm, I'm sure it's it's the same for for um, both of you as well. So sh- shout out to progress, shout out to growth. Um, Nick, you want to read our our hot take for? I'm oh, nervous. I don't think she's prepared. We'll see. What? I mean, you know, I feel like with this given. Given how it, how close it hits to home, Armand, I feel like you might be better served reading this one for Regina. Mm. So. Okay, actually, I think I know what it is. Okay. How can okay, you be so, so sure? <clears throat> In the case of one, Jermaine Cole. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Fetty. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Because I thought when he said his home, I thought you literally meant like Jersey. Oh, so like, oh no, no, no. <laughs> Look at your third eye. Your third eye is open. Uh, anywho, in the case of Jermaine Cole, Okay. He raps better on features than his own music. Okay, was that like your guys' opinion or like no, do I have to like a hot take? No, break it down. It's not our opinion. It's, hmm. it's a hot, it's, it's a hot take. I don't think so because I forgot what year it was. It was either 2019 or 2018 where he was just going crazy on features like back to back to back to back to back, especially <laughs> um a lot with Savage, mm-hmm. with Royce the Five Nine. Like he was just killing everything. And yes, he was. But like I don't, I never thought that he only excelled on features, and then his own music was just like bled. Like I never believed that. I know a lot of people were saying that, but I also didn't mind a lot of people saying that because I'm just like, okay, then you're just not like, like a <laughs> yeah, right. like somebody who's been listening to Cole for like mad long. So when I hear that, I'm just like, okay, yeah, they're just saying that he kills features, and I do agree. But that I personally don't agree with that because when you look at his whole catalog, it's like whole collections of stories like per project so that's what i fell into that's why i became a fan of cole like the whole storyline with his projects and to me um i can't get that from just a single feature even though he would kill that freaking feature Mm -hmm. and also though i want to end it off with i don't mind when people say that all because i get it yeah it's it's very different like on features he's rapping he he's competing with people like uh when when he did the even when he did the, the london with uh uh 
Travis and Thug. Like that just felt like he was he was having fun in the studio. He wasn't right. responsible for producing yeah. for himself. He wasn't yeah. trying to come up with a an elaborate story or tell someone else's story or connect to something deep. He was just yeah. just rapping his ass off. And and like when he does that, you see he's really good. But in, in his albums, he's making art. He's making something that that sticks more that kind of is more meaningful so mm-hmm. yeah it's, that it's, you sit there and like listen to but then when he when you listen to the london um and his verse it's just like mad fun and of mm-hmm. course like it's more easily like digestible and, like you play it at parties and stuff so and it's more like it reaches i feel like it reaches more people quickly like features like that so i definitely see why people would say that but, yeah. not a fish fragment <laughs> <laughs> well it is your turn to once again put us on the hot seat, Regina. So what question did you bring to the Busy Boys? <clears throat> okay, so I would like to ask, do you guys prefer sweet or savory grits? Not kidding, I'll get it. Yo, I get started. Download the Google Home app on a phone or tablet. My Google Home my Google Home was wilding. That's not a real question. I didn't know it had to be like a like a hot take. I just thought uh, it was a nah. for you guys. Nah, it's, it's, yeah, just ask anything. Okay, so. Savory grits. Oh, this is a amazing, oh, just Savory. amazing transition because I didn't even know that was going to be your question. What we were talking about Cole. Speaking of Cole, you know when you have like a great transition, you put on that voice like, oh, speaking of that. <laughs> okay. My favorite line from Cole is keep, keep grinding, boy, you, your life can change in one year. That's a really old line of his. But I say it over and over and over. I'm pretty sure I slipped it into our episode too. I've slipped into many conversations, probably. But um, like, so keep grinding, boy. Your life can change in one year. Like, I know you guys have probably been talking about this either throughout the episode or you're gonna finish off with your thoughts about this. But I still want to ask, like, where were you guys at at this point last year? Like, exactly this point. So what is it now? Like mid December, mid December 2019. Like, where were you at? Like um it doesn't even have to be just career wise but like what was going on around you and like how does it feel to look back on that and see where you're at now like did you make a whole lot of progress that you're proud of but also 2020 was crazy so did you not accomplish as much as you thought you would and now you could use that as go- like fuel when you're like reflecting on that so right. my question is reflect on this year like where were you at last year and how does it feel to look back on that Standing from where you are now. Thank you, sir. Oh, oh. <laughs> we always try to pass to one another. Um, last year, today's date is uh, December sixteenth. Of course, our anniversary. Um, so I was still the best best Valley Parker in the world. Uh, oh, yes. This was this was the day that we dropped the episode. So I w- I was up at like six a.m. texting the the, uh, the link out to people personally. Uh, I let some people listen early. Um, just really, really anxious, really excited, um, but also like, damn, are people really going to listen to a podcast? Like, we spent mm-hmm. we spent two months promoting it. Um, th- th- there were people asking if it was actually going to happen because we spent two months rolling it out. Um, and it's also like, sorry to cut you off, but it's also it's like fun. you you need great promo, and you guys did have great promo, but it's also like, damn, like I'm promoing it so much, and yeah. like there's so many eyes on it now like i really have to deliver so like and you guys did but it's like it really increases the pressure so it's like oh my god yeah yeah but um this was so perfectly timed for me because uh i really wasn't happy with where i was in terms of my my writing um in terms of just 
personally, like there were a lot of things that I was unhappy with. So Stay Busy was really a great outlet and something that gave me optimism going into 2020. Um, and yeah, I mean, looking at this year for me, it's it's been the, easily the best year of my career. There's so many things that, that have happened that I didn't expect so many opportunities that, you know, were, were given to me by some great people that um, I, I, just, I took them in and I ran with them. And there are a lot of opportunities that I created for myself as well. And I think that's the most exciting thing is just realizing that, you know, I don't have to rely on other publications anymore. I don't have to go through the whole pitching game and I don't have to yeah. like, I don't, I, I don't really think that, that I need anybody like, like myself, Armand Sadler, I've, I think I've built myself up to be, someone who, who can really move on his own and it's been uh, really exciting to see what I've been able to accomplish and um yeah I'm, I'm, I'm just hungrier I'm looking forward to making more happen in 2021 but 2020 is a year like I, I tweeted this earlier like it's gonna be so wild telling my kids that like in the middle of a global pandemic, um, a pandemic. <laughs> I just accomplished so many things that I I, I was craving and I was I, I thought I was ready for years ago but you know mm -hmm. take taking the time to get better uh, really, really helped me uh, this year to to execute. So that was beautiful. Yeah, thank you that for that beautiful. question. Yeah, um, let's go, Nick. Well, <laughs> yeah, for me, I feel like I was in a place. I was in a. I don't think I was in a bad place, but I was in a place where I was like, okay, how are things going to move forward? Um, I had only released one song that year, uh, given some. No, that I was releasing, getting ready to release. I hadn't released yet. Um, and so I was excited for that sort of stuff. Um, there were some things that were on the docket for this year that I think were going to help me push in a different way as an artist. It was going to put me in mm -hmm. front of some different people. And of course, the pandemic hit right when those things were going to happen. Of uh, course. Which is fine, though, because I think what that allowed me to do and things happened in their time. What that's allowed me to do, like looking back on it, I probably wasn't ready. Like I wouldn't have been able to answer certain questions. I wouldn't have been able to uh, have certain skill sets that I could show for. And I think what's been the best part of this year for me was specifically within my artistry is that I feel like I finally got my process. I finally found out how I create songs and get them to finish products quicker. Mm -hmm. um, I've learned so much about the recording process, spending time just like hanging out with uh, the guys that I hang out with in the studio um, I spent most of the pandemic alone, actually. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, what my roommates had, had left and went on to their, their houses, and I was still here given the job at, I had at the time. I didn't know if I was going to need to be sort of kind of ready to go back in. Um, and so I ended up just kind of staying here. So I was here pretty much, I think, from like May till, no, even before that, like April till several months alone, just literally me going outside once a week. Um, and spending all my time pretty much just working on music. So it was a very introspective time. I grew a lot as a person. I kind of came to some realizations about myself and things that I need to work on and uh, just just life realizations. So I think that's been, the, if you will, the best part of this sort of whole uh, situation is that I think a lot of people have had that introspective time to really sit, pause and reflect. And then, you know, as things have been slowly opening up and uh, people have been trying to, you know, I guess, move in a different way based on that reflection. So for me, yeah, it, it's, it's been, uh, it's been a great time for me to figure out a lot of things so far as who I am and where I need to be going and how I get there. So um, I'm, I'm very excited that it's been a year and I, I can only 
look forward to more and more happening. So that's, that's, Damn. that's my time. Just yeah. so much growth. Like that's like the theme yeah. of, I mean, if you embrace that, I feel like that should be the theme for everybody. If you use this time correctly, like just so much growth, like yeah. in general. Yeah, definitely really got to know myself as well I, I i really only spoke on the accomplishments but yeah I, I feel like i've grown a lot personally as well i remember regina the other night at friendsgiving was like yo armand's like one of my emotional friends like he's so open about it and i'm like you know it, it was something that i suppressed for a while but i've i've really embraced my my sensitivity and i'm i'm i'm, I'm not afraid to tell my, my bros i love you or tell them you know bro like you, you're handsome shit like that you know what i'm saying like Fuck it. <laughs> like, say what it's you way want. Better, what you it's want. way better being like that than not being like that. Than yeah. being like super closed off and like not letting the world in. Like, if anything that this year has taught us is like, yo, tomorrow's not promised. So, yes, tell your bros you love them. Mm-hmm. Tell stay busy that they're killing it. Like, all that. <laughs> Man, Regina, we 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 love you. We we can't even describe how much we love you. We really and appreciate you. Oh, stop it. You guys have probably been saying that to everybody all day. No, no. I'm kidding. <laughs> love you guys too. <laughs> uh, what you what you about to get into? You you're about to make some more more fried chicken? I'll I'll pull up. Hell yes, I am. Okay. No, I'm kidding. I wish. <laughs> I don't know, but I told you guys I'm not booking busy. I'll probably be laying down after this, listening to music or something, chilling. Good, good. You need that. Chill out. Well, okay. get it in. Stay relaxed. Stay safe. And thank you once again for pulling up. Oh my God, is it over? <laughs> I mean, I, what? <laughs> yes. You gonna spit some bars or something? Like, what's up? No, okay, I'm kidding. This was so <laughs> nice. This was nice. Yeah, we, we we appreciate you so much. Bye, Regina. Bye, guys. Man, Regina is two for two on asking an insightful question that gets you yeah. thinking. Um, <laughs> but I, I love that we, we uh, us three have the relationship now to where we can be so open and personal with one another. And, and, yeah. and we've seen each other's journeys. Um, so shout out to Regina. Uh, we love you. Um, and now I, I, I kind of want to hear some music, man. We've been doing a lot of talking. So let's, let's get into a lot of people's favorite segment, the slide it's deck. It's time. Let's... I'm on. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> all right but 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 this one's also valid like we, we got to talk to this guy let me answer yo frat what's good yo is that the frank sinatra yes 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 my yes, goodness yes. How, how are you bro living man living as um lockdown coming down so i'm just trying to cone in on how to stay inside now that go. we are <laughs> What you what, back to that, but living, bro. What you doing here? Like, like you, you, you just pulling up on on the pod randomly? Like, what's what's going on? It, it was it was about time. I think there I think go. it's about time. I think it's about time. <laughs> and there's no better day for you to join us than our our anniversary. Um, this this is meaningful as you have been a, an integral part of our journey, helping us with with our art direction. I, I think back to the legendary uh, cover for uh, the the episode where we talked about the, the division album, uh, yeah. the uh, laugh now cry later uh, edits that you did, party mobile, and just just you, you, your general support, your general friendship. Um, I, I really value you. You know, you and I, whenever we talk on the phone or text, like it's it's just <laughs> the, the two black men gassing each other. The, the, the Spider Man meme, <laughs> but like that's that's really how I feel, man. Like it's really so dope seeing how how far you've taken everything that that I'm gonna allow you to get into, rather than saying it myself. But uh, you're really doing the damn thing. So it's it's an honor to have you. Thank you for celebrating our anniversary with us and helping us to get to one year, sir. Oh, no, no, I'm honored. I'm honored to be a part of this team, especially 
for those graphics. I like to exemplify what you're about to bring to the podcast. Mm-hmm. So definitely having that little taste was I can capture someone, especially with the division cover, one of my favorites. <laughs> I, I, that that concept was dope. But um, yeah. I'm honored. I'm blessed. I'm thankful. So yeah. Man. Well, man, t- tell us what, what what you've been up to this year, and and pl- plug anything that you would like to plug. Yes, yes. So overall, um, by Frank, which is my little. Not little. I should stop saying that. Oh, um, my creative. That's right. It ain't no <laughs> my big creative, on big. Right. Now, yes, def- definitely. My creative brand is generally, I don't want to size it to just graphic design. It's creative um, services in any gesture to podcasts or small businesses. Definitely did some um, graphics for some favorite content creators on YouTube that you may people may have heard of. Um, as well as being able to design cover arts for artists, um, logos for brands, but as well on top of that, I do creative arts within myself where I create found this form of art where I use words in order to portray an image because a lot of people may know me as a quiet guy. So I just, I love expressing myself through my art and what better way than to take words and inform them to an image because, um, a word is a picture's worth a thousand words type of thing that's where the concept came from so trying to bring that to life and on top of that my biggest endeavor name that song um is where i the purpose is to bring people together through the power and influence of black music Mm -hmm. so making sure how we know funk jazz blues from back in the 70s or 60s is still prevalent in today's music and our hits and how it will keep going. It's never an ending thing. We're always tuned into music mm-hmm. from our grandparents and so forth and how that's yeah. still in today. So there's there's that. And definitely moving forward into 2021 with just the same energy, consistency, and um, pushing the envelope. That's great, man. That's now, great. we saw that uh, Spotify rap, man. The, the name that song was doing numbers. <laughs> you was doing numbers. numbers. Dude. Do, do, not, uh, do not sell yourself short again. Not on this podcast. Uh, You're only here to crazy. guess. You. <laughs> what's crazy is i was i was looking at that i was like should i post this because it looks like it's fake numbers but honestly <laughs> i was just like yo um this is crazy <laughs> yeah this is yeah. crazy 26 like different answers for 26k answers for a year so i was like yikes <laughs> tell, tell people um, how they can get involved with that if they're if they're so interested in you know in participating and, and how would they be able to play the game you know Oh, yes. Yeah. So name that song. I created it on my Instagram story. If anyone wants to play it's every Tuesday at P-H-R-A-N-K dot Sinatra at, on Instagram. Um, it's on my story for 24 hours, basically four to six samples. You guess the song that sampled that and test your music knowledge. Uh, I do this every Tuesday. Uh, look forward to 2021 where I'm looking to make this more, just to expand this and just Instagram video content, um, actual have guests over and so forth. So just a little sneak peek, a little something. So have everyone make this a household thing, but everyone can tune in for now on Instagram story every Tuesday. And you, you, you've actually already expanded. Uh, I, I attended a live name that song event in summer 2019. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, yes. this man took his game to Google headquarters. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. You're not regular. Uh, You're not regular. You like that. <laughs> um. Yeah. On 2019. Yeah. Last year, I 
at the live event. It was it was great. Black owned business, Old to Babel in Brooklyn. For anyone wants great drinks, yeah, drinks to go. <laughs> <laughs> definitely a spot to go. So in a very calm vibe, amazing turnout. And from there, I was in connect with someone that I went to school with. She worked at Google. She helped plug that in with them with the Black Google Network, and then that was able to happen like literally a couple months afterwards. So yeah, I've I've managed to make it live. Only to make it bigger now, unfortunately, through COVID, that stopped everything. But right. once the doors open, yeah, bigger and better. That's that's the goal. We can't wait, man. So, do you have a favorite stay busy memory? Ah, favorite stay busy memory. My favorite episode. Um, it's, it's I, I'm like, damn, it's it's very recent, but the one with Kojo, where mm, you yeah. all three of you discussed on um, yeah, imposter yeah, yeah. syndrome was one of my favorite memory and that's just because of, as a creative someone that's in the same similar realm i i i suffer from it and it, it prevents me from like wanting to do more as i mentioned before wanting to show my stats i'm like is am i'm celebrating myself but if i show it to the public how do i how am i perceived but mm-hmm. um honestly that tip was really what's needed to as someone that's in this realm just wanted to push forward and want to p- give content that is like so that's why that's why that episode was one of my favorites. But I also want to note the one with Reggie, where mm. I discussed R and B because R and B is really yeah. what gravitated me towards music. I yeah. grew up on neo soul, so that's where that's where it went with me. So that's why I was like, all right, cool, R and B. This is this is it for me. But I would say those two were my top two. Um, stay busy moments, season one, season two. Just uh, like okay, look, man. Nick, you want to give him this hot take? Yeah, so you know, we've been doing this thing. You know, y'all been barging in on us, so we're gonna give y'all hot takes while you're here. So we have a pretty good hot take. I think it would resonate with you. Um, so the hot take is: samples are primarily used to appeal to music listeners and hide deficiencies in an artist's talent. I can think of an example: a la chicks tapes. Mm. He who shall not uh-huh. be named. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn, I can't even go into detail with that one. But um, uh, that's a very interesting point. I, without seeing his name, um, I feel Other like people too. Yeah, um, their career focuses on just the samples, and then you don't see much of what they can do themselves. And I mean, for me, that's fun because I get to continue off my own content. But as a listener, um, it's it's like, what more can you do besides revisiting that memory that we all know for? And is this hit? Would this hit be a hit if it wasn't for the fact that you sampled right. um, uh, 1990s hit? Yeah, that went number one and then you're right, just revisiting right. our memory. So that's a good point. But I also think like, could you say that for Chris Brown? Because he's made various hits, but I mean, not Chris Brown before, but like Chris Brown now, as it's 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 hard to really get a song from him that hasn't been remade. But he can make his own hits as well. Mm-hmm. So I could say like it, it depends who you're talking about um, with like their love use, usage of samples. Because Chris Brown's a great example for me. Like this guy could flip a whole song that we all know, but then you know that Chris Brown can make his own hit. So. Yeah. 
I think a lot, a lot of artists, you know, taking samples, sampling uh, certain samples is a sure thing. You're going for a sure feeling, just trying to recapture that and re and you know play on it. And I think that when artists are looking for hits, and Chris Brown is a hit machine, like you know he's part of, the, you know, just creating all types of hits all the time. I think that that's why maybe artists may get drawn into sort of that cycle of consistently sampling things that just, you know nobody not going to dislike this sample like sort of thing you know uh, yeah and so i think it's all about how they push the the boundaries with it um but everything sampling obviously is a core element to hip-hop core element to our black music now modern black music and so i think it's it's a tool that can be used but i think it needs to know when to be used and how it's used is very important i think in showcasing artist talent because yeah you got my attention with that great sample that i already know that i easily recognize so how are you going to deliver on top of that and i think that there's, there's a, a bunch of examples of different songs that we've heard this year that have that have delivered on great samples and um, so I, I, I think that in general, yeah, I think it, it's, it's like a talent to not be overused, but to use wisely. Mm. It's a bar. Uh, Kev, it's your turn, man. P- put us on the hot seat. Ah, uh, hot seat, hot seat. Okay. Um, uh, well, um, how are your thoughts? Well, you're, you're mentioned it in one in the episode, but like how, how do you foresee this Grammy, um, this, uh, this Grammy for the next year? How is it um, looking for you? Do you see the Grammys being as this pivotal moment where artists could be celebrated, or is are we, are we moving towards a space where we don't need that? We don't need that um, accolade behind our back to show success because that is what we well, that's what we would gravitate to when we had that conversation of who's your top five i feel like okay he has a grammy or he has that number one song but are we hitting towards like oh i must get that number one hit or is this um a space for what we usually hold up to which is the grammys long-winded question (laughs) uh i think i think grammys are definitely losing value it's like you know the the year that macklemore won it was like at least they had the right nominations this year. They don't even have the right nominations. So it, it, it uh, in, in terms of rap album, so it, it just looks really crazy rap song. Cool. Yeah. There could have been a couple changes. R and B category. I didn't feel like they, they really did well either. And we, we, we deep dive the hell out of that. Um, so I, I do think Grammys are losing value. I, there's still a significant accolade to have on your uh, rap sheet. It's kind of like, going to the all-star game in, in basketball. Like it's, it's, it's good to have, you know, a, a bunch of all-star games or, or like first team all NBA m- might be a better uh, comparison for the Grammy. So it's, it's good to have, but I don't think artists, especially like certain artists coming up who have seen like the weekend get screwed and, you know, Hove get screwed and Beyonce get screwed. Like I, 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 I doubt they're coming in like, Oh, I'm, I'm trying to lock in that Grammy. Like if, if it happens great, like, you know, R- Roddy Rich and baby, for example, I'm sure they're, they're very happy because it's so soon in their careers, but like this this year, Roddy's album should have been nominated and it wasn't. So for him, it's like I I, I would totally understand him being like, "Yo, fuck this, I don't, I don't give a fuck anymore." So yeah, it, it's 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 definitely still somewhat significant, but not as significant as as it was before. I I would agree. Um, however, I feel like the Grammys aren't going anywhere. Never. Yeah. The they're, they've had more time in our cultural lexicon as like the musical award um, than not. And I think that it's really about us 
giving that cultural relevance and credence to the awards that we have that are for us and get it right, if we will. The uh, Soul Train Awards, Image Awards, uh, what is it? The, uh, the the UK award, the Mo- Mobos, I believe, the new awards uh, that they have. If there's, a, there's a bunch of award shows that we need to support for our own, right? And I think that that is about, that's more important as we go on. The BET Awards is another one. It, we need to give those award shows the respect um, in our culture to say that, you know, this award, this award matters. Um, so they need to be celebrated more for it to take precedent over one of the biggest awards that's always been the biggest musical award. So we got to we got to give our, our culture the, the love that it deserves and, yeah. and honor those awards. So that's how I feel about it. Yeah, and that's why it was. That's why because uh, I, I, I honestly don't remember the last time I watched the Soul Train Awards, but like seeing that, like maybe a week after all the nominations came out, it, it was so refreshing. It was like, okay, this is an award show for us that did a really, really good job. The right people were highlighted. Amazing performances. Cool. Like this is something that I'm, I'm definitely going to come back to. So yeah, that's that. But uh, Kev, man, we we really appreciate you. We can't say it enough. And we know that you only have more greatness coming and we, we, we hope that you really step into it, man. Like I, you, you are truly a talented, talented dude. Um, and I, I admire how humble you are because I'm very outspoken about how great I am. So, so for, for you to be capable of so much, but not so outward with it is like, it's, it's very, very inspiring, very admirable, but talk your shit, please talk your shit some more. I hate <laughs> No, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I I got a lot. I got a lot to come. So definitely going to tune into that. Um, oh. Moving forward, moving man. Where can I get one of them crew next, though? Oh yes, Bazaar dot com. It's it's um, another brand I'm a part of that I, I help creatively. So definitely sold. It's, it's, it's going man, out right are. now. Definitely caught it. Chanel little sun sweater crew neck for the holidays. <laughs> cool. Need that. Well, cool. Yes. yes. All right. Well, we thank you so much for pulling up, man. Uh, stay busy, stay safe, put that mask on. And uh, we're looking forward to Tuesday. Name, name that song, y'all. It goes up at midnight. So if, if, if you're still awake, if you're trying to slide on, on the late night, before you turn your car on, sit there, play Name That Song. Actually, no, turn it on so it can warm up while you're playing Name That Song. Put your seatbelt on and then slide on the late night. <laughs> yeah, I, I've had people like reach out to me like, yo, I, need, I can't start my day without it or like right before I can't start it while I'm at work because they get aggravated. I'm like, I didn't know it. I didn't know it gets that serious because I'm on the outside. Right. I'm like, I'm thankful. I'm happy to be in your day on a Tuesday. So yes, right after stay busy, you know, uh-huh. there we go. You, you get named that song. Sundays and Tuesdays is Liddy, but black excellence. Yo, thank you so much, bro. We'll talk to you soon. No, thank you. Thank right, you. Kev. Thank you. Thank you. I, I really don't know what's going on today. I mean, I, I was prepared to spend the anniversary just with you and with Kieran, you know, in, <laughs> in, in, in the background, but right. we've been blessed to have yet another friend, supporter, member of the show, Kev. So shout out to yeah, Kev. Shout out Kev, yeah. By Frank for pulling up. Make sure make sure you yeah, cop his merch. Make sure you play Name That Song. Um, but, you know, we, we, we didn't get to play any slides, but we might as well just jump right into the board meeting Uh We've, we've we've had a lot going on yeah i'm excited so I'm for this one trying to get myself together are you, you ready for the board meeting man you know i live for the board meeting come on baby what i'm on, i told you to turn off your phone dog what you on today 
I mean, this this is another big caller, bro. We can't okay. just, we can't not talk well, to. Who him. is it? Who is it this time? Hello, yo. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Number one. Oh, yeah, right. What so, up, dog? This is not just What's good, fellas. Wow, what's good, man? How are you? I'm chilling. Good to get to speak to y'all. What are y'all up to? Shoot, this is dope. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're in the midst of celebrating our anniversary, but we keep getting interrupted by people. But this is a welcome interruption because you're not just any friend of the show. You are the first employee of the week. You are the first guest that we have, and you are just you are a, a someone I, I consider a, a good friend, someone that I really look up to, and I'm sure it's the same for Nick. Yes, um, you've you've been around for, for, from from the beginning, seeing our growth. We've seen your growth and everything that you're doing. So it's just very special to have this this relationship between all of us, and uh, we really thank you for coming to spend the anniversary with us, man. Absolutely, man. Congrats to y'all anniversary, a full year, great season, growth. Um, shoot. Happy to pull up on y'all. <laughs> We're glad to have you, man. Thank you for gracing us with your presence, taking the time, dog. We really, yes, we really sir. appreciate it, for sure. So you got to tell us what's been going on in your life since you stopped by. I think it was, the, the date might have been January 4th. I think I remember the exact date. I think it was January yeah. 4th when we recorded. Yeah. So what, what you been Look up to that. since January? Yo, if you would have told me that we would have had the year that we had, I probably would have thought you was tripping <laughs> and would have been like, yo, sign me up for that movie, right? Because that's how yeah. it is. Right. But, um... Yeah, shoot. Um, just, you know, still still trying to do all the things that I said I was going to do uh, in management and just developing artists and creative strategy. Um, obviously, been working with Q, uh, the artist, uh, one of the main artists that I work with. We actually just dropped an EP yeah. uh, yesterday, which the response has been beautiful. So I appreciate you guys and everybody else for the support on that. Yes. Um, man, it's just been a, it's been a journey. Uh, I've learned a lot this year just about I think more importantly, what I wanted to bring to the space. I think I was super clear about that in our previous conversation, but it's become more embedded in my day-to-day and just the conversations I have around music, around packaging music, around developing artists. Um, and yeah, it's just been, it's been, you know, a, a great year career-wise, I think for me. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I think it's been difficult like it is for anybody else, right? You know, not being able to see friends, yeah. family a certain way. Right, right. Um, you know, a couple losses in the family, I think just, oh, okay. just and not due to COVID, but just okay, natural, yeah. you know, yeah, things yeah. happening. But um, yeah, it's just been a really enlightening year. So um happy to, happy to reflect on it a whole year later. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, it's a salute to you for, for making it. I think that's, that's one thing that we have to acknowledge. Like, you know, we think about all these, our goals, our, our lofty accomplishments, but just making it Yes, to sir. this point through 2020 is, is an accomplishment in itself. So shout out to you for making it and then also exceeding all expectations and continuing to grow. Appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Shoot. Likewise to y'all, man, just to <laughs> see the, the brand become the brand. Yeah. <laughs> it's been cool, it's, man. It's, it's been crazy. Cool. It's crazy. So I think, I think we have, we might have a little bit of a hot take for you, sir, that, uh, it's, it's not so hot, but I think I just want to get the discussion going at least, um, cool. just to see what you think. Um, Ooh. All right. So nervous, here, but ready. It's, it's not as crazy as you think. Um, <laughs> let's go on and say, boom, you can be an elite R&B artist without elite vocals. Yes. Um, <laughs> this is, yes. This is what we want. <laughs> you can be an elite R&B artist without elite vocals. 
I'm gonna say yes. Okay. I'm gonna so say you I work. agree. All right. Reason being, I think, and I have this conversation a lot. There are a lot of great singers out there. Yeah. But the songs and the music may not do that justice, right? So I think okay. songwriting goes a long way. I think uh, production goes a long way. Um, course, and I yeah. even think just like an artist really knowing how to use their their voice a certain way, I think that that mm-hmm. goes a long way, right? I think there's artists that are suited for pop, artists that are suited for a, like more pop-leaning R&B, excuse me, mm-hmm. um, artists that will like tear a ballad down. You have artists that are freaking like, the vocal blueprint like you know yeah. brandy and, and brandy. jasmine sullivan and like Period. some of those folks and like yeah you know um but i think yeah man i think i think there's space i think there's space for like i mean i feel like there's some some of the best r&b records that i feel like i love um are not necessarily from like the 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 singers of singers you know right, I, I feel right. like they they can sing really well but they're not uh they wouldn't sing anybody under a table yeah. but <laughs> hey you know um, dang, that's that's a good one though, because low key, I feel like people are gonna be like, ah, they need to be singing. We don't want no whisper singers, da, 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 da. Right. which is true. I, I think I have that sentiment, mm-hmm. but um, I also think there's something to be said about some of the whisper singers, quote unquote, out here that have great pens and that yeah. just like know the like no melody from up and down, zigzag, which way, turn, whatever, mm-hmm. um, and really like make a song. So yeah, bro, I'm, I'm gonna go with yes. I, I think I agree with that. Uh, uh, or disagree with that hot take. Okay, oh, wait, agree. Cool. Yes. Yes. You can yeah. be. Yeah. So you think you can be. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. so. I, what do y'all I, think? I, I would agree to a certain extent. Um, you know, I, Ooh, I love vocals. I, yeah, I, know. <laughs> I love vocals. <laughs> I love vocals, man. I wanna I wanna hear what's the singing hitting on, what the vocals hitting on for me. It's always that. Um, but I, I obviously do agree right. that, you know. I think a lot of times people don't realize how important delivery is and what the song requires out of a delivery. Yeah. I mean, because you'll think about, you think about Brandy, you think about Jasmine, you think about these Sanger Sangers out here. They do have songs where it's like, it's not them going crazy, going up and down the scale, riffing and running all over the place. They're delivering the meaning of the song. And that's where I think the people who are not the strongest vocalists or people you wouldn't quote unquote study to learn how to sing um, still deliver strong songs because they're focused on the emotion. What is it? What is it saying? And so right. I think often two times, you know, too often, I think people who are on my side of the fence who are, you know, vocal heavy, really want to see people sing me down every time aren't cognizant of the fact that like, well, when you listen to certain songs from people who are not quote unquote, not these singers, they still delivering because they know what to do. They know their limits. I think they're almost in a way more self-aware because mm-hmm. they know they don't have all the, the tip the tricks in the bag to be able to take out so they they focus on what they can do and so we still get some great songs out of a lot of those artists so we do yeah that's facts i'm with you <laughs> all right word I, I i thought this might have gotten a little spicier i'm, I'm almost a little disappointed well, actually, you, know, it's funny, you know it's funny i actually have a second spicy one if we got time for it it's uh, not hey, we, spicy we, but it's something that we've I, I've seen on Clubhouse that I wanted to talk to you about specifically. Clubhouse is not spicy. Let's get into no, it. Uh, but it's, it's not be a moan room. No, 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 no. It ain't so, <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. Um, I, how do you feel about, I saw this room where it's talking, I think it was uh, the guy who named Branford Jones, who's the one who's behind, uh, they had the range. Had the range. Ta- yeah, and he was talking about like, the room was like, I'm tired of under three minute R&B songs. 
So, <laughs> yeah. what, and basically, the, the 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 idea in the room was obviously like, you know, we need songs to develop, and I think that people yeah. from my side of the fence who are like level lovers of vocals also yeah. understand song structure and certain things, and I yeah. think that the streaming age has made that. So, I want I would love to hear your take about like how do you feel about these under three minute R and B songs? The blow. At like more dynamic, I need a bridge. I need yep. a moment. I need to be taken somewhere. I need yeah. to be brought back. I need to be, um, I need to be enticed. I feel like a lot of stuff is made for streaming, right? So yeah. it's like here's the quick little snippet of like something that's really really good, and like it's it's you know neither here nor there. And there's also people that do like interludes right and i'm just like damn this really could have been a longer song like song. her like perfect example i think there are two dope interludes that are when she made the songs i was like you actually could have kept this but mm-hmm. i i just i i enjoyed having that you know i enjoyed having the 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 interludes for it but yeah i think if it's not specifically meant to be an interlude stop doing that we, no, <laughs> we want it. We want to hear. It. And shout out to Brantford because Loki. That's that's also like a personal thing for him too. Yeah, like he yeah. personally also deeply feels like that. So um, I respect it. <laughs> mm, but no, we we need more. We need more. And also like more songs with like maybe not traditional structure, but like songs again. Like I think everybody's in this trend of like deconstructing, and not everybody can pull it off, right? I think right. Frank does it a really in a really dope way, and Frank did it and continues to do it in a really dope way but mm-hmm. um it's not for everybody so it's like <laughs> i also need everybody to stop thinking that it is for them yeah. <laughs> talk talk about it king well not. we had some great questions for you but it's your turn to put us on the hot seat well what did you bring for oh, the busy god. boys oh god one well okay it's a it's a two-parter mm. so grammys right and I was I, I listened to uh, a good portion of your guys' conversation about it. But I would love to know two things. One, if you could have picked your like best rap album, like four four albums, right? That could have been in that category, who would that, like who would it be? And also like would love to know who you guys' snubs are from both hip hop, like best R and B album categories, or best uh hip hop categories and then best R and B categories as well. Curious. Uh, okay. Nick, you want to start with R and B? I'll, I'll, I'll t- or, or or we can do both each. Le- lead the hip hop for me. Lead the rap for me. Okay. Right so, because I, I gotta make sure you know I give the, I gotta think about it for a second and reflect because you be rattling off them albums. Yeah. So my rap albums would have been Lil Baby, My Turn. You just you just can't deny the success right. that he had. Double platinum in six months. The big singles right. like it. it if, if, if the Grammys are scoring what we think they're scoring, which is commercial appeal and like breaking into the mainstream, there was no bigger rapper this year than Lil Baby. Um, I, I, I think Pop Smoke's album uh, should have also been up. Um, just the year he had, and you know, the, the Grammys does like to pay homage to those who have recently passed. So it kind of just, it, it was literally right there. It was, it was an alley-oop for them. And and like I also, I also liked the album and it performed really well. So I think it's deserving. But when you include like, it being his first posthumous effort like it, it just makes perfect sense for that to have been yeah. on there uh roddy rich uh please excuse me for being antisocial. that had the box is the biggest rap song this year like it's, you think it'll win song of the year and not to like deter the conversation but 
I hope it does. Like it's 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 deserving of it. But again, it's, it's the Grammys, and they don't really have 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 a pulse on what's going on. Clearly, <laughs> um, but Roddy Rich's album should have been there. I was a little surprised uh, Juice World's project didn't get nominated. Also for the whole mm. posthumous thing, and then there's also Mac Circles. I I personally like Swimming better, but like I kind of just with the with wow. the post, posthumous thing in mind, and like they, they always try to throw like one and then not that mac wasn't a, a traditional rapper but like but they always c- kind of try to throw like a wild card in there and i i love mac i respect mac i don't want anyone to take this as me like saying he, he's less than anyone like he's an amazing artist but but they tend to throw like a wild card in there and like it it, it, it was easy like the, the the rap albums this year should have been very easy for the grammys to pick and they just yeah. went completely left field they they, they, they they didn't even go left field they they, they left the stadium and w- went to like some old folks home <laughs> wiffle ball game and just said yeah let's, let's just pick all these like the fact that the youngest artist uh nominated is d smoke and d he's like what 35 like yeah nuts so Absolutely sad nuts. i'm not gonna hold you that was sad to see like people go in on him on that because <laughs> i know a couple of people on that team but um and i congratulated them because I, I thought it was a you know a job well done but that was right. i was like yeah. Y'all are really going in. Yeah, <laughs> they went off on it. And, it, and it's but also yeah. crazy because people loved him on the the, the show. Like people, it like did. people, people were tweeting about him nonstop on the show. Yeah, you said what? He was a standout. Yeah, yeah, like he, like by far the best on the show. And so it's like carrying that popularity into his album. I mean, his album it didn't do like crazy numbers. It didn't it didn't break the. I I don't think it broke mainstream consciousness. Um, and know. and this kind of goes into the plant conversation we had before. Uh, I'm not and I, it. I don't know, and Ooh. not me, me, me neither. But like that, that's something. That's yeah. something that, yeah, that, yeah, no, that no, people yeah. feel. Right, right. So that's that's yeah. the, like I don't. I, I, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, and I know Nick is gonna take R and B, but I think you can talk on it. Sure. I think Brent's album not making it is just absolutely insane like I, mm. I i i think brent was very very deserving of it i'm glad gibeon got that look because I, I was like i was i was kind of on the fence like will, will they give him the nod um on, on, on a personal level i would have loved to see division you get nominated <laughs> you, you, <laughs> oh, know, yeah. you know you know i forgot about that record that came out this year yeah Recently. it came out in april april and it's really really pandemic. good early um and there were so many great projects from women that just Bruh. were just completely I mean, ignored. Like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's my that's my whole thesis. That's my whole thesis for and over, and, and for, for for the rap too. To be honest, I mean, I don't know if there there are any rap albums from a woman that that, that were as big or or even nearly as big as Lil Baby, Pop Smoke, Roddy Rich, and Juice World, but still like that there, there were a lot like flow millie's album was really good that was Ooh. a tough project like project you know, was tough yeah and, and she might not have she might not have gotten the grammy not now she's because new. she, she's newer she's, yeah, but she's like new. really That'll really happen. good project really good project and then there were a couple really great rap projects from women that it's like oh so so the grammys hate women like you you have to <laughs> like they don't hate women they love her i will say that they do they love, her. love her they do love her they love it, her. it's a uh... From my observation, and then I would love to hear from you, Nick, after. Um, from my observation, it's a, it's a music thing. How, how deeply involved in music and the music space can you be and are you? With her, it's um, her ability to actually be a musician versus, I think, some other artists that are not, that are just singers. Um, and that also may not even songwrite. They're, they're really just singers. They're just yeah. a, a, 
the the passageway of the the message but um no the from what i've seen in just conversations that i've had with people the grammys they're really friendly towards people who operate within the system obviously um and then people who can do a lot of moving and shaking in the background not only as artists but as like songwriters musicians uh you know have like a little bit of versatility to them especially in the r&b space like the fact that you know her can get up there and uh, she can play the piano, she can rip on the guitar, shred on electric and just kind of like do her thing and also play acoustic guitar and have this whole, have her own Fender, you know, brand oh, collaboration, her own amazing. like, is the, 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 from what I see, the, the goal is to like really deeply root yourself in music and deeply root yourself in like different facets of it. And I think they eat that shit up. So can I curse? Yeah, you good. Yeah, it's cool. Good. It's okay, cool. my it's bad. I don't know why I said that. It's the anniversary, yeah. baby. We're here. <laughs> no, 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 for real. Um, you're on, you're, y'all on Spotify now, so I got to make, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, that was, I mean, you heard you heard me in the episode. I took my time. Yeah. <laughs> really? This man gave a sermon. <laughs> I took my time. Um, it, You know, I've kind of tried to repress the, the whole situation, but I think, you know, like we said, I think they... For me, it was the real the, the real problem um, was the the best R and B album for me. Obviously, it was the the yeah. biggest problem just because you think about obviously my album of the year B seven. Uh, mm. Obviously, I'm I'm biased in that sense because I'm looking at it as like a a study material. Like I'm studying the album from the things that I could be getting better as an artist. Um, so like I understand when I've heard sentiments of people feeling like it was too much. Like I, I yeah, I enjoyed it, but like. It was almost there was too much going on. I I understand that. Like I've heard that. I've heard singers say that. They're like, you know, like I love Brandy, but I almost feel like there was too many backgrounds. It was too many. You know, I obviously I'm not. I don't agree, but mm. I I, yeah. I guess I, I know, can I get it. Yeah. I can get yeah, it. Yeah. I can get it. You know, some people like their stuff a little more simple, whatever. But meanwhile, she laid out a whole template. Anyways, um, <laughs> I you know. <sighs> Giveon, I'm glad he's there. Um, I, I think a younger artist who is, I think, hopefully has the chance to help again popularize baritones. Um, I think in, in the R&B yeah. school, popularizing baritones. We don't give baritones enough love. Um, the only ones that get love, like John Legend. I, I was shocked to see this project there. I was shocked because yeah. I ran a project. I'm a John Legend person. Like, Me too. I love John Legend. and But like... It was cool. It was cool. It was. He's on the back nine of his career, um, and so I think that that's fine. I don't think he's you know like lost a step when it comes to his vocals or his ability or anything like that. But I think the songs, and it's just like you know he's a he's a he's a household name at this point. He, his brand is bigger than just music, and so he's gotten to that space where I feel like the music is does feel like an afterthought, especially the way he delivered that because I love Love in the Future. It was just like amazing. I didn't like Darkness. Yo, like that. Yes. But Love in the Future was, I ran that project all the way. I still run that. That's my favorite John Legend project. Right. That project was crazy. And so, you know, I think that, I don't know if the gone are the days of great John Legend albums. I hope not. But I, I was just more so shocked, like, putting Gregory Porter here. Gregory Porter is an amazing jazz vocalist. He's a great yeah. singer. He's an amazing jazz but vocalist. But also, like, was this R&B? Mm. And I'm just like, for for the lack of representation so far as women ran R&B and they held it up literally um, for the last, I don't know how long, 
and to see them one not be there but also see people who almost feel like miscategorized in a way like Gregory Porter obviously like I don't want him to just you know pigeonhole in just the jazz because he can't sing more but like put to put a jazz artist there when you're not putting the right R&B artist in the R&B category makes no sense when there is a jazz vocal you know Grammy uh it just didn't make sense for me and I think you know a lot of the projects in here were yeah like the first one I mean all love and respect I turned it off like <laughs> you know uh happy to be here my aunt Clemens you know I I just it didn't capture me in, in at all I I, I he's a great can I writer out? Go can ahead. I point out there you go it's exactly that the, he's very deeply rooted in the backbone of a lot of what's happening behind the scenes writing exactly. wise exactly fantastic writer i mean he wrote on damage he wrote he's written on a lot of stuff this year and and he continues to do it um speaking of do it best r&b song we had some good songs in here her was nominated mm-hmm. twice in the in the same category i was just like okay we oh. you know i'm a her stand but we got to share the love y'all there's there's too many projects out here and i'll give my stuff sorry because i can go into this but Traditional, they got right, and best R and B performance was a debacle to me. Um, <laughs> Yo, Goldhead is literally a reference. It is a voice memo. I, I by Brittany Howard. I, 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 I was just confused. My snubs, obviously, are Brandy, V Seven. They could have put her in anything. I feel like she just just completely shut her out. Makes no sense. Grammy, uh, Brandy, uh, Leanne Le Havas was. That's my biggest one that project i visited often uh, like and i'm just talk about being taken away somewhere vocally like she takes me somewhere um and so i feel like those are my main two snubs if you will because i feel like those are the ones that really deserved deserve the attention and the love that really just got overlooked like i don't know why beyonce here why is beyonce here (laughs) yo real question for you because this is something a conversation i have with somebody else I actually didn't think Brandy should have gotten the best R&B. Um, I actually would have loved to see her in Progressive because I felt like that project okay. did a lot of... That project was a huge departure, I think, from anything that's out now, um, anything that she's kind of done before, right? Like, there's little hints of it and influences. Obviously, she's perfected certain things. But I think working with the producers she did, right? Um, and she's very vocal about that experience. They brought her into into now into 2020 with certain songs that that I think feel like and sound like something that people love. I mean, you think of the 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 big and like brashness of say something. You think of uh, you know rather be and how like mystical and ambient and and kind of like um, you know just like atmospheric that that sounds and feels and then borderline is like super present right like that's super minimal in terms of production but like the vocals you know carry the entire song yeah but yeah i i, I made a strong case in a few conversations that i was in about it just like casually like this just like mm-hmm. she could have she could have eight and one in that category if, if she was up for it to be honest. i definitely think so i mean you know it's funny i kind of i was i spoke towards it obviously about this whole progressive r&b album category i am kind of excited for that because i feel like a Me lot too. of the, the stuff that gets pushed away or othered is now has a home um and so i i'm i'm really 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 excited for this category because i think they got this category right if you will like including a thundercat who is on the far left side <laughs> including a robert glasper who's traditionally jazz hip-hop and will have r&b singers come on and sing over the beats like so free nationals that project is fantastic 
Yeah. Really yeah. Project. And, you know, we're getting, seeing new people get some shine, like Chloe and Halley, the Ungodly Hour. That project was great. I really right. enjoyed it. And so, yeah, I, I think in general they missed, but there are some 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 places for hope here. So Yeah, there's always some steps forward and some steps back. Um, but, man, Yano, it's so fitting that you interrupted our, our board meeting to come on because, you, once again, you gave us quality board meeting content. We really can't stress enough how how dope we think you are, how inspired we are by you, and how thankful we are for your for your presence, for you being a brother to us, um, and for lending your your musical insight. Like there there are few people who who have an ear and and can discuss music the way that you do. Like like we really hang on every word. So continue being who you are, man. Thank you. Thank you, fellas. And hey, continue uh-huh. doing what y'all doing with this season two. New year, 2021. I'm excited to see what y'all do, man. I'm, I'm ready for y'all to like yeah, keep this here. going <laughs> and then move it into the places it needs to be, the ears that need to hear. Like, That's you're, you know, I'm a big supporter. And yeah, like, if y'all need me for anything, uh, try hard to get me. Because I know I don't <laughs> Nick, Nick, Nick will probably sit here and be like, my whole text thread is blue. But, I, I, but I've, I've, regardless, I I'm here. I'm here for y'all. I really am. Trust me. Um, but yeah, man, just, just want to see y'all win just as equally. So thank you. It's all love. Thank you so much again. Stay busy, dog. Sir. Thank you. Be good, fellas. Yes, sir. Man, Yano wastes no breaths, (laughs) no words, no sentences. Anytime you talk to him, there's always something to take from it. So it was very, very special to have him pop in for our anniversary. We're we're rolling right along, man. That these people are. people aren't letting us have an uh, have an episode. It's like right. you know, at this point, we might as well just get into the bulletin board and announce some things, and then let, let these people go. Um, so there's a virtual concert on Instagram Live coming real soon. Um, oh my God. <laughs> this is obscene. Who is it now? Nah, but the, this one we, we like. I, I know I've said we really got to answer every call, but this one is a big okay. one. Like, I'm a, Who you got? I got it. Yo? Hello? Hey, sweetheart. Is that me, Taylor Crumpton? Oh! <laughs> oh, my. What's up? The, the pride and joy of Dallas is here. Uh-oh. Hello, my boys. How you doing? We are, we are. I'm good. I'm back in the triple D. Okay. okay. The triple D? How's it triple D? Dirty, dirty Dallas. Oh, see, I didn't even know this. I didn't, you just, you just educate me on all things South every time we speak. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay, repping that two one four nine seven two four six nine. You feel me? <laughs> the funniest thing to me that you just be rattling them off. I love it. I don't even know all the area codes in my area in my city. Yeah, I, yeah, I know like two, but anywho, Taylor, it's so it's such an honor to have you surprise us for our for our anniversary. Was was not expecting this, but we can't think of you know uh, of, of of the many amazing guests we've had. We can't think of someone who who we would really love to uh, to hear from and check in after the, the year that you've had. But mm-hmm. first, we just want to express our, our our admiration, our gratitude. Uh, for, for you coming uh, season one and bringing the energy that was that, that was a notable episode uh, season one just the tips you gave about writing and just how how authentic you are and and seeing your progression from there to now you know we were talking about the um, the uh, the uh, book proposal you were working on and just over the course of these last few months 
you, you done put out another book like come on talk to us about about yeah. what you've been up to since we last spoke to you yeah yeah since i've been on the pod it has been uh wild i quit my full-time job in the middle of the pandemic and moved cross country uh doing the most 25 year old thing is me saying fuck my nine to five i'm gonna trust in myself and it's been paying off pretty well um I'm speaking from y'all from my like new apartment with my new car completely off of freelancing. So this is a, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, as we're speaking, my literary agent is asking for another book proposal. So we're gonna, the dream okay. 21 is to manifest these, these book deals, these publishing weekly marketplace. Um, yeah, I've just been really happy to be like well-received in like the literature space and the hip hop space wasn't expecting that virality to come from my Washington Post debut, wasn't expecting mm-hmm. the CNN to pick it up. Um, so it's just been like month of month after unexpected blessing, but mm-hmm. always a joy to come back and share that with my boys. Oh, love it. And we have to talk about halfway books. Like you were one of five writers selected and you know, the, 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 there's a lot of obvious rap albums that, that people could have chosen, but you chose to keep it close to home. So talk to us about uh, what you wrote about for Halfway Books. Yeah, I am a Dallas girl, true and true, um, and a Texas girl. I'm probably going to get another tattoo after this. <laughs> um, and out of like the 1,500 applicants, I was so surprised that Big Tuck made it to the final cut and then the, the final five, because as Shay explained to us, like they were down to 20. And it was really funny because he was like, I never even like knew about you but I knew of Tuck and I remember Texas so hearing him explain how he had like remembered the album but also remembered how in Texas it kind of like went away um I'm not saying that kind of like swayed him choosing me to be on the project but in doing that I learned so much more about the state's history of hip-hop than I ever knew and the sad shocking thing is that we don't have a lot of archives so my yeah. book I did for Halfway Books is the first archive of hip hop in Dallas since it has begun. Um, and now that I'm back home, I have a responsibility to really expand that out. Yeah, this is look at you breaking ground. You really something. Story. You're really out here. I'm a historian now, y'all. I gotta move to. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite stay busy memory? Mm, you know what? I've been moving, so I've been like listening to y'all's pod and some old episodes. Mm-hmm. And one of my weaknesses as a music journalist is that I really don't have the language or the knowledge to explain R&B in the way Nick did for the Grammys episode. Mm-hmm. And I think you even had maybe another clip where you and Seven were going back and forth. Yeah. And I was sitting here like, oh, this is good. <laughs> like... I'm- sometimes it's hard to write about other genres and I could like really tell you were like talking your shit. So I don't know if it's like a favorite memory, but that to me was like a testament of like, Nick really knows his stuff when you're talking about R&B. So I really would love for you to write about that in 2021. And by saying that, I expect to see something published about you writing about R&B in 2021. So I'll be looking. We look, we love getting... We love those sort of uh, prophecies, prophetic words. We 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 received that in the name. Okay, j- j- journalism could use Nick. Journalism I, I received definitely could that. Use Nick. 
I received that. I, you know, it's funny. I've never thought about, I've always thought about myself. Like I'm a decent writer. I'm like, I'm decent at writing. I'm decent at, you know, putting together, I guess, words and phrases and whatnot. I would love to consider myself articulate. Um, and I think Taylor, you just said that. So thank you so much. <laughs> um, but that's, you know, that's funny. I'm think that's something I'd be interested in exploring as the, as 2021 goes on. So, you know what, you know what, you might've, you might've did something there. So you got a like a good best friend or something you know he could be getting retweet from celebrities he'd be doing independent yeah, yeah. yeah he or whatever <laughs> exactly game off something like i would i would absolutely love to help uh help you create your blueprint and penetrate this uh this journalism field brother so i got you uh but taylor it's time to it's time to make you a little angry uh, we, we have probably one of our hottest takes that we have ever prepared for someone. So, <clears throat> and we've heard this. That, you, 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 you probably have, but you know, I, I, I can't wait to see how animated you get. Uh, the hot take is there are absolutely zero Southern rappers in the top 10 all-time rapper list. It's like... Y'all don't want to be my friends anymore. Like I, <laughs> it's not us. It's just a hot take. We promise. This is so much betrayal. Like my accent just came out more because y'all want to go and be oh talking mess about the South right now. Like oh what has we except resurrect and save the genre? In so many times when no offense, the coast weren't doing it. So for y'all to say I that there's not a certain <laughs> rapper in the top ten. That feels like some real hateration in this dance room. That feels like a real attack on the <laughs> Well, it's not our personal feeling. It's not my personal feeling, but we just wanted to, we wanted to, you know, you know you're the, the South, Southern rep. When I think of someone who reps the South, I don't think I know of anyone who reps the South harder than you. So mm -hmm. we definitely wanted to hear what you say to people who say that. You know, I just think it's funny how, you know, Gangster rap wouldn't be possible without the DOC ghost riding for all of NWA. I mm. just funny how Andre 3000 stated in several interviews that he wouldn't be the rapper he is today or think it was an avenue without the DOC from Dallas. So as many times as people want to credit Atlanta as this wow. contemporary hub of Southern hip hop and rightfully so, it did a lot during the third coast, but a lot of the people who did the groundwork we're the Southern rappers from Texas and Dallas. I mean, Pimp C did watch Jay-Z on his own track. Oh, that wasn't, one of his oh. Best, one, that wasn't even one of his standout tracks. That was just mm. the little one he went because he mm. stuck the clock. So I just think it's funny how a lot of times in the early to mid 2000s, Southern rappers would jump on the track and annihilate all of the East Coast and West Coast people. Ooh. What other region went and pissed off Nas so much that he had to make an album that wasn't even that great? Yet, it's all those decades, years later, and wasn't Nas on the Grammy stage with Little Nas X, who happens to be from the South, and his first wasn't that good anyway, but he did it for popularity. So I just think it's <laughs> so many documentation in pop culture and the genre for people to say, Oh, the South ain't got a top 10. The South has been saving y'all's asses in the drama for over 15 years and some change. So I would like y'all to recognize because ASAP Rocky popped off during the blog era by stealing some shit from Houston. Mm -hmm. But thank God Bumby gave him some respect before we all went and whooped his ass. So mm -hmm. I just need people to do the research 
or if not, listen to people who do do the research like me, because wow. as the stallion says, I'm from Texas, we get rowdy. So mm. if y'all just wanted to fight, you could say that. Simple as that. Choose, choose wow. violence. We don't choose peace. We wow. choose violence. That, that was <laughs> profound, madam. Wow. I mean, just <laughs> Taylor don't waste no bars either. She like spitting. She don't waste no bars either. Ease. That said, it is your opportunity to put us on the hot seat, Taylor. So what question did you bring to ask the busy boys? Mm, you know, it's not even a question. I wanted to flip it on y'all. And um, Ashley, your thoughts about, you know, my favorite white rapper husband's album that came out the other day. How did y'all mm. Jackie Jack? Uh, Armand has run it up. I think Armand can speak on this one. Yeah, I, I listened about six times the, the day it dropped, uh, driving around Uber, driving to work, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, really, really great production. They they really brought out some heavy hitters there. Boy Wanda, of course, on Tyler Harrow. Uh, Prem is on there. Jetson, of course, a bunch of different super talented producers. Uh, Feature-wise, I, I really liked who, who, who he brought on there. Lil Baby did his thing, of course. Uh, Bryson Tiller, Static Major. Um Chris Brown's song was really good. Uh, Adam Levine was really good. The The only verse I was on was Big Sean's. Like, his, his flow was nice, but, you know, his his lines are always hit or miss. Jack himself, though, rapped very well. Uh, he He's he's added to some melodic elements to his music. And, like, he's, he's done it before. That There's a Pick Your Phone Up from 2018 with K-Camp. Um, but he's he's really evolved melodically. He's he's like he's actually trying to sing to you know he's he's not a powerhouse vocal. He's not an R&B singer, but like he 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 can carry a melody well in a hook. Um, one thing I did notice, and a lot of people were talking about this, and like I I kind of hate when people say things like this because it's it's very reductive. But his 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 influence from Drake was very 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 obvious like the, the the way that he plays with certain flows the the very and drake is not the only person who has a conversational tone in the way that he raps and like he's not the only rapper who like kind of it talks about women but like doesn't really take accountability for what he does wrong in relationships but like the like the, the influence there was was very very clear but it was cool i mean there's a lot of artists who are trying to make drake albums yeah. but jack jack's album ended up being really good i really really enjoyed it he did his thing there, there aren't like even now, you know, with like a day has passed because I I really like Jack, so I went into it optimistic. But like you know, with time passing, I'm able to kind of be more objective with it. But even listening today, I, I really didn't skip much. Like m maybe like two songs are skips for me. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I think he is an off coffee cat, but that was really nice for you to hear. Mm. Wow, <laughs> I love Taylor. Taylor got the she got the takes. I she think knows. it's white mediocrity at best. Like a post Malone. Wow. I I would put him a step above post. He he raps way way better than post does. Well, I mean, back in the day, like post grew up like fifteen minutes where I'm from, who is like a white folk singer. So <laughs> I don't really classify him as a rapper, but I'm always intrigued to see the Jack conversation. Like we on Clubhouse, it's Jack Harlow. What's wrong with hip hop, everyone? What a Clubhouse room. So. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, Nick, you got any thoughts on that? On the, um... You know, I, I don't. I'm just so fascinated by how Taylor got me thinking about just reflecting on my life when she says these these things. <laughs> I'm just like, wow, you're right every it's, time. It's the uh, social worker in me, baby. That you know, that's that's probably I wouldn't doubt it. That that's probably what it is for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't had a chance myself to really 
run the project. I only got through like half of it. But yeah, I kind of feel at the same time I was waiting for it me to, you know, for me to be like, oh, he's he's going he's going off. And maybe I didn't get further enough into it and, and he was still heating up. But I, I did feel a little bit like, oh, these are just bars. They're just here. They're like <laughs> they're there. They're on beat, you know. I, I recognize that. <laughs> um, but it wasn't as from what I heard so far, I was just like, okay, where's this, you know, like he's gonna be the guy uh sort of feeling to it. And I was I probably listened to about four or five songs and I, I didn't even really feel that. Um, because yeah, his, his yeah, you know, it seems I, I'll I'll run it through and then we'll we'll convene reconvene. But I think I might be probably leaning on Taylor's side with that. Mm. But I I need to run it obviously. So there is one thing I do need to address. Someone on Twitter said Jack Harlow is going to be bigger than Drake in less time. <laughs> crack crack is whack. Please 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 put the pipe down. Like really is, is 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 Jack talented? I think so. Is Jack marketable? Absolutely. He's white. Is he going to be bigger than Drake? Absolutely not. No. And not not in less time. Like, yes, I understand. It's it's the streaming era. Things move differently, blah, blah, this, that. Drake dominated prior to streaming, and he's dominating streaming now. He's, he, he's a global icon. Jack, I don't think Jack's going to become a global icon in the same magnitude as Drake. Like, we, we really got to chill. Like, this is the type of stuff you say that makes people start to hate a rapper because people right. are putting them on too much of a pedestal. Like, Jack is good. He's really good. And he's probably going to get better. Let's let's wait around let's and see. Simmer down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there could be some merit because for, for a long, long time in hip-hop, the, like, fastest selling or most selling album was Vanilla Ice. So, like... It's true. I always think about how we discuss white rappers because like for a long time they hold a lot of our like highest awards and selling numbers in hip-hop so yeah yeah no we could have a reverse thing of like Kendrick and Macklemore but Jock Carlo and someone else it could happen <laughs> it's happened before we don't know sure has and, and, and Jack is nominated for best uh best rap song what's popping right mm-hmm. the best rap song or best rap performance yeah it is tough it is it's very good Okay, well, this was a great conversation. Taylor, we can't thank you enough for being who you are, the energy you bring to the timeline, the, 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 the attention to detail. Like, the pen game is elite. Like, you've, you've complimented my pen before, and it's, like, the wildest thing to me because, like, I, I read your writing, I'm like, there's, there, there's more levels for me that I can hit. So, one, thank you for being supportive and, like, and like uplifting me. Uh, thank you for really embracing the podcast and just – Continue doing what you do. I, I can't wait to see what 2021 is for you because 2020 was a, a banner year. Thank y'all so much. It's all love. I am so proud of both of y'all. Nick, when you write that blurb, I'm going to share and read it. <laughs> I'm on. You, you got like some secret things that are going to be happening in 2021. I know it's going to pop off. You'll see. Stay tuned. <laughs> okay, I will. We love you, Taylor. Love y'all. Thank you. Talk to you soon, Queen. All right. The incomparable Taylor Crumpton. Taylor is something. I love she, her. She will step. <laughs> she will step into a room, and or a Zoom. Uh, oh, bars. Oh, a room <laughs> or a Zoom, and she will probably have the most significant thing to say. Uh, yeah, but we love Taylor. We're so proud of everything that she's doing. Make sure you go cop that book, Big Tuck Purple Hawk Under the Halfway Book. Shout out to Shay Saron for putting that together. Yeah. Well, you know, we've this episode has been very, very unexpected. There's a lot of things that have happened and I'm going to try to close before somebody else pulls up. So make sure that you are washing your hands, 
wear your mask, stay safe, stay humble. But most of, are you, yo, <laughs> who is it? Oh, surprise. I'll pick up. Yo, what's good, man? Yo, what's up, bro? Oh, you know what to pull up. Hey, Jose, what's Jose, good, Jose Hendricks, how you doing, man? <laughs> I'm good, bro. And you? Can't complain. Can't complain. What's what, what's the occasion? Why are we being blessed with your presence? Well, I know that our anniversary was around the corner, so you know how to pull up. Uh, I remember around this time last year, you were promoting the podcast, and I was like, you know what? I got to tap in because uh, the music industry isn't really well explained over here in the West Coast as much as it is in the East, in my opinion. So I had to pull up, and you guys gave me a year's worth of content, and music related education bro so i, I yeah. had to show love to both of you guys you and nick that's love man thank you man thank you so much so uh you we know you do a lot so tell us what you've been up to this this last year and and, and please plug anything that you're working on any upcoming projects uh so i'm a aspiring journalist uh, i'm entering my last this is my last year at school cal poly pomona shout out to them uh so I just finished my some my fall semester yesterday, and I'm entering my Congrats. officially last semester. Thank you, thank you. And I'm also a digital artist, uh, so I do art on uh, on a digital platform called Procreate. A lot of time, it's uh, it's influenced by hip hop, sports, even anime, here and there. And just recently, dude, I just been uh, pretty swamped with school, but I can't complain, man. During these times, I I I got it, man. I'm blessed, man. So just been pretty busy with school, but now that I'm off, you know, back to writing and back to drawing. Yeah, now, now you had some exciting things happen. I remember Reason uh, mentioned you on his story. Uh, Carl Lamar from Billboard copped, copped your shirt, the, the, the yeah. Kobe Dodger shirt. So you, you, your stuff is moving. It's been great to see you grow over the last year. Uh, Thank you, bro. I appreciate us. it. I appreciate so, that, bro. Shout out, to, shout out to Carl Lamar big time, man. He, yeah. Me and him been in touch regularly, man. And we like, whenever we get the chance to talk music, we always do, and he's always supporting my stuff. So shout out to him real quick. Yeah, Carl's the stand-up dude, truly, truly. We'll have to bring him on at some point, actually. Should, yeah. um, Jose, we got to ask, man, you you as one of the most tapped-in listeners, I'm, I'm sure you probably have like five things for this, but <laughs> what is a favorite Stay Busy memory of yours? All right, so uh, this is kind of like a series of memories, but I'll, I'll pin it down right now. So... Uh, I believe it was like episode. I'm not that crazy fan that knows the episode and timestamps. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. <laughs> so uh, I remember uh, it was first half of season one uh, mm-hmm. when you guys had your friend Regina Cho. Yeah, I read her stuff. She's she's great. Yeah, and I remember always listening to this podcast on my way to school, and it was entering my my. It was when I was going to start taking those journalism classes, like finally getting to it. Uh, designing magazines, just yeah, yeah. the whole capstone of journalism. So like, this was pretty motivating, you know, just my, my little 20, 30 minute commute, but then my walk to class, it honestly added up to an hour of just listening. So it was almost full length episodes every time. And I remember when I was listening to that episode, I was like, I was struggling to get up that morning, you know, just another day going to school and walking up this long ass hill, same routine. <laughs> but I remember, uh, you guys really spoke about like when you guys were in school, your guys' goals, what you guys do to relieve stress, what you guys do to take losses and not take the losses so personally and just learn like, it was just like such a, it was an episode that could really like emphasize growth 
right. and emphasize that we sometimes just need like a little, uh, some little time, you know? Yeah. And I remember I was like, man, like just hearing you guys' stories was dope as hell. Like Nick is an artist and that's obviously like a little away from my avenue as a writer, but even hearing his special moment of people going to his show that previous year, was like, that was so dope. Like, I aspire for things like and moments like that, you know. I haven't had mine, so like, dude, like it's literally coming, walking into it's coming, walk, walking to that uh, communications building, and I was like, let's get it, you know. Like I was hyped about it, so mm. that's one of my favorite memories. But just the same routine of just like literally getting like a little hyped up for class, listening to you guys' podcast, yeah, like that was a huge you. motive, man. Thank you, thank you. That's Appreciate that's you major doing, for real. Nick, let's get into his his hot take. All right, Jose. So we prepared for you a hot take because we want to get your opinion. You know, and this something this might be something that's pretty close to your heart. So our hot take, and it doesn't necessarily mean that we also agree with this, but it just want to get a hot take, start some conversation. Our hot take for you is that album cover art doesn't matter anymore, or it's not as good as it used to be. Cover art doesn't matter. Uh. Yeah, I honestly don't think it's as important as it used to be. Really? For sure. I don't. Because so explain what you got for us. So as an artist, that's shocking. No, for sure. Um, so basically before, man, you used to pick up CDs, pick up vinyls like a lot more often, like pick them off the shelf. Yeah. Like you like you pick a book off the shelf like it used to be. Yeah, but yeah. now, like, how many times do we pick up the book, you know? Like never judge a book by its cover. Like that saying came from just kind of like that subconscious just, thing we yeah. do where we just look at the coolest cover. Right. But nowadays, man, someone recommends you in a book, a lot of times you're going to go ebook. And same thing with albums. Like, I get it. A lot of times the art is uh, used to promote the, the upcoming project or the single. But man, like, especially artists nowadays, how creative they are. Like Travis Scott, Kid Cudi, like their fan bases, you guys know they're crazy. Like, yeah, they're going to they're gonna fuck with whatever they drop. Yeah. Yeah. At least not fuck with it, but they're gonna they're gonna have high expectations regardless. Mm-hmm. So like Travis Scott can literally just plaster like a blue screen and a little cactus on it, and people are gonna be hyped. Like go crazy, yeah. it <laughs> like these the, these guys make millions of money and they got the luxury of not having to invest in a graphic designer if they don't want to, you know. Yeah. So I just I, I think that's where um the decline of uh, the popularity in art and music that's where it comes from. But the only reason I started really doing digital art is because kind of for a different reason, journalism, a lot of people don't read anymore, bro. Like they used to, they don't pick up newspaper. People will be like, Hey bro, great piece. And they didn't even click on it. Yep. Like it's what, right? (laughs) Armand, like, I'm sure you had people like you even try to conversate with them about it. Oh bro. Like, yeah. yeah." And they're just like, yeah, that was dope. And you're Mm -hmm. like, man, you didn't read it. You know? So what I thought about is like, I, I used to draw like a long time ago. I was like, what if I draw something that kind of just makes you click? Not clickbait because the art is real, mm-hmm. but you don't just kind of get someone to engage. Yeah. But yeah. as far as music goes, man, like I don't I don't think it's that important or has that much value to it anymore. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's, that's interesting to say that because I, I mean, I feel like there are some artists who do put a lot of effort into still their visuals and trying to make sure at least that those things are on point. But I do think that, yeah, in, in I think once you've built up a brand, there's certain people who do cut corners from when it comes to the visual things. But I think why I think, you know, I would at least feel as if, you know, I think it's still important. 
because your art, your cover art is not just for like the CD or the physical copy of whatever it is. It's like, you know, when there is tours and whatnot, it's, it's the branding visuals for mm-hmm. all that entire project. So I can think of a great cover I just saw is Man on the Moon 3. Dope. Like to me, that cover was a really Dope. great cover. Same person who did uh, 070 uh, Shake. Her, yeah, did her, um, her cover as well. Same person, same artist. And so you think about those covers that they stick in your mind, at least, you know what I'm saying? But also at the same time, when it comes to the merch, when it comes to the, the tour, when it comes to the, the, you know, the, the campaigns, the marketing campaigns, I think strong cover art, when it's very exceptional, can really, really help the project. So at least yeah. for me, at least remember it or, you know, draw my curiosity and say, well, what is that about? Or how do, I wonder how true, this sounds. True. So, yeah, I, I think I think there's artists who are, give, you know, really caring about it. And there's artists who are just throwing whatever on the cover. So, yeah. That's facts. Well, Jose, yeah. it's, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, what's crazy to me is that if you look at the, the artists that really do uh, invest this time into their cover art, like you look at um, West Side Gun, mm-hmm. like his, you see his art, like his is crazy. Uh, even Benny the Butcher, like his was so dope. That crown that says king like yeah it's sick oh was that Benny the butcher or Con- that's conway sorry yeah conway was from yeah Kingsbury. that was conway with the uh, yeah. yeah but it's honestly it's more old school like i think it's more old school like since i said it's more a thing of the past like these people are picking up like judging a book by its cover type thing yeah. i feel like that's why they stay so true to it and also like you said it's branding a lot of these artists that have the luxury of branding, they're not, they're less willing to uh, put out that effort into the cover art. Yeah. But if you're up and coming, you want like that attention. Mm-hmm. Kind of like I'm up and like, like I'm up and coming journalist. That's why I want that, that chance. You know, I want that chance by the reader. So yeah. some of these uh, new artists are going to want that chance by the listener, which means appealing cover art uh, opposed to these other veterans in the music game or mm-hmm. journalists. They're, not, they're just going to put the link and they're going to click because they got that rep or yeah, they got those credentials. Already. Okay, so it's like you said, kind of like branding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was dope. So I think we got to the point now, sir, where we want to hear what you got for us. So what is what is your, put, your turn to put us on the hot seat? What you got? Man? All right, I got Armand uh, first. Uh, Armand, what... I, I know you said you haven't really liked the uh, Future's recent stuff that he's put out, right? Mm-hmm. And even uh, Travis Scott's not so hasn't been really high with you either. Mm-hmm. What what do you think it is? Why why haven't their uh, projects met your expectations? Good question. Uh, it's a combination of things. I think Future has saturated the market for a very very long time, uh, and he's he's very dynamic. He's he's got a lot of different styles, uh, and you hear it on the project with Uzi. You hear it on Super Slimy. You hear it. In, in the features he's done, him him jumping on snitching with Pop Smoke. Um, and he's got such a high catalog of music that I feel like, um, and one, one of my boys said this on another podcast, so I don't, I don't want to steal his take, but, but I heard it and I was like, oh, this is probably a really good point. Like, he's got so much music that he, he's not, like, Future creates so often that he, he could just put a project together with songs that are on his hard drive. Like he's, he's not necessarily always looking to make a cohesive conceptual project the way he did with dirty Sprite Two, the way he did with Hendrix, the way he did with the future. And, and that, 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 that was three years ago, like 2015 was really when future broke out. So 2016, mm-hmm. 2017 was him kind of cashing in on those residuals. And now he's, he's, he's at a point now, like 
people called him a top 10 artist of, 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 of the, of the 2010s. He doesn't really have anything left to prove. Um, so I, it feels like his motivation is kind of waning a little bit. Um, and it, and it feels like he's kind of just putting stuff out at this point, but his, his 2020 features, I, th- I think he's one of the top feature artists this year. And again, my, my guy on the other podcast, uh, Justin Davis, uh, n- not our Justin Davis, another Justin Davis, but, um, he, he said, you know, a lot of future futures verses this year sounded so good because they were probably recorded this year. Like, like the pop smoke joint, you know, he probably got hit. Oh, sure. Like, I, I feel like I, I was listening to it. There are certain nuances in, in, in snitching that sound like his verse on, on a life is good. I was like, Oh, he definitely recorded those like right around the same time. Same time yeah. And they were both super hard verses. His verse on my business with Nav, um, his verse on live, live off my closet with little baby his verse with uh heady one like futures really locking in on this drill stuff it's like all right well if if this is what you do well because we've kind of gotten used to your sound you can't really uncover anything new you should future future could could, could make a drill project i I wouldn't be mad at it like i want to hear him on new beats i want to hear him trying new things because we're so used to what he's given us and again it's it's like it's 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 not linear it's not like he's making the same songs over and over but he's not really deviating from what he's given that 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 we love and that we consider classic like uh you look at beast mode 2 from 2018 you look at dirty sprite 2 like they're not all that different it's just dirty dirty sprite 2 really broke ground because uh, because he was on a crazy run that year with with monster and 56 nights and uh and the first beast mode but like dirty sprite 2 was really like oh like he he, he's here like he's he's really here with travis and we've talked about this on the pod before feels like music just isn't his major focus um i think I think that he's another person who creates a lot and has hard drives full of stuff. Like, like franchise was just something that, that he just threw out. And then like, and then they got MIA on it and thug, thug honestly was the best part of that song to me. Mm-hmm. Um, high, highest in the room sounded like it, it might've been considered for Astro world. And like at the last second he took it off and then he was like, Oh, let me just throw it out because it leaked and people like to leak it. But then you hear the actual song and it's like, would have rather just get stuck to the 30 second leak um so travis has a lot to prove with uh with utopia like the conversation around him has shifted significantly people are really doubting his rapping ability especially when it with it coming out that uh sahai the prince was writing for him and like you shouldn't be surprised like like travis is travis is like kanye in that he's a producer primarily but like he's he's so marketable and like he he's so good melodically like he, he he's he's had success as a yeah. rapper but you don't look at travis for bars so like even even if coffee bean was written by someone else the way he delivered it was really good um so yeah travis has a lot to prove with utopia i really hope that he's locked in on the music i mean he's been doing the mcdonald's thing and Fortnite and like ps5s it's like yo it, it, it's it's really amazing to see him go beyond like transcend hip-hop like travis is, yeah. is, a, is a global sensation at this point but at the end of the day us hip hop fans still want to hear good music, and the music since Astro World has been lackluster. So, we'll we'll see. It's very true. I respect that answer. Honestly, I I, I think they're lazy, bro. I yeah. think they've gotten I think they've gotten lazy because their fans and com- some common listeners we've given them, we've given them the luxury yeah. to not put out quality music. And yeah. I feel since after doing it for so long and giving them that luxury for so long. They lose the passion for the music. Mm-hmm. It, when you when you notice them promote their projects on Twitter or Instagram, they're not hyped for it like these other young and hungry artists. Like, okay, yeah. T Grizzly, for example, he about to drop a project. Just imagine the next day, he'll tweet something like, 
oh, this one's going to make people talk, you know, mm-hmm. like bars wise, whatever. Yeah. But, and, and that's just showing like he want he wants to make a stamp in the game. He wants to put out good raps, but someone like future is just going to promote like this video, like this luxury video next to a pool party yeah. or whatever. And then everyone's going to be like, oh, it's coming. It's coming. Yes. I just feel like we've given them so much leg room to be lazy with it, which I I can't really blame them because if I was in their position, I might be doing the same thing. Yeah. And so they're also they're also huge artists. So it's like they them being themselves sells themselves. So like, mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of people think Drake is, is lazy and like, he's definitely had some lazy verses. Like Sickle Mode to me was a lazy verse, but he still smoked that. It's like <laughs> Drake's lazy is different they ate it up, though. And then other people's lazy. Like Travis is lazy is like, turn this shit off. Future's lazy is like, yeah, you, you got to log out for me. Drake can still do some really cool, catchy stuff. Even if he's not putting like serious effort in, in, into his pen, which speaks to his, his ability. Like that, like mm-hmm. the, the like you, you listen to a verse like "Do Not Disturb," and and then you listen to Two C Slide or Time Flies. Like Two C and Time Flies seem lazy, but it's there's still those those things he does as a writer that like they stick and they're really good. And then you get "Do Not Disturb," where he's just barred up for four four minutes. Travis is not giving you that. Like Future, Future's not giving you a "Do Not Disturb." Future could give you a Two C Slide and a Time Flies, and it could be cool. But like. You know what I'm saying? So it's like p- people's lazy is different. And some lazy is passable. Some lazy is like, yeah, <laughs> please log out for me. <laughs> you you got to go. I feel it. I feel it. What you got for Nick, though? All right, Nick. Uh, why isn't Bryson Tiller an R&B artist to you? Or, or let, let, let me add a little bit of context to this. I, when I listen to the podcast that R&B... I feel like when an R&B artist has too many good bars, you don't consider them an R&B artist anymore. No, that's not the case. That's not the case. I would say um, this is where I feel. So as I was just talking to, we were talking earlier to Yano who came in. I come from the school of thought when it comes to R&B is that I want my vocals. I really love my vocals, right? That's like the, the number one thing. Um, and I think oftentimes a lot of artists nowadays can't sing like that well. So they sort of rely on the more droned out sort of one to two note melodies that are delivered in a sort of hip hop field. So and I think Bryson is one of those people that is not a very strong singer, but is a great artist. He's a great artist. I'm never going to take that away from him. He's not a strong singer. I don't think that's a a very hard thing to dispute. I think people who are love who love him as well can say that he's not a strong singer. Um, and so I didn't mean to say, I do consider him R&B. Um, however, it's just not an R&B that I'm like, that I'm like gawking over to say like, oh, this is so great. Trap Soul, when we heard Trap Soul, I, the reason why Trap Soul was so strong and I think he's been really trying and trying to fight out of that is because it was so singular. It was just so its own thing. It was so something that we hadn't heard. The content was very like R&B, very strong R&B content over beats. Like we hadn't heard that sort of trap soul. So I think he really, I think a lot of artists that aren't as strong with the craft when it comes to the singing, the melodies, all that stuff like that. I think in those cases, they get caught up. They, they, they get exposed, I think, in a way. Bryson's pen is crazy. Pen Griffey. Pen is all over the place. His pen is amazing. 
However, I feel like it's been a situation where that second album, people didn't really gravitate toward because it felt sim- similar and there was no develop. There was no, mm-hmm. there was no development in his, to me, in his singing ability or anything like that. Um, however, I do think that Bryson has made effort towards that. I think he's also said it many times, you know, that he's like trying to learn music theory. He's trying to work on his, his craft and, and develop that because I think very often people get tired of that sort of thing. If you, if you want to see that you can do something else, the baby is a great example. Okay. Yes, we know we're going to get a song about this. It's going to kind of have the same flow over and over and over. Can you rap? Let me hear some new beats. Let me hear some dip. And so when you think about R and B, I think one of the few words that comes to mind is versatility. Like, and when you're a real singer, you can sing on many different types of things. You can do your normal pocket that you're meant for. And then you can also jump onto live instrumentation, which I think someone who does that well is black. Black has a wide array of things that he'll go to, you know, when it comes to sonically where he'll go. He'll go to the stuff that we know him for. And then he'll also get to stuff that's a little more open, a little more him and guitar, a little more like melodic. And so I think that at the end of the day, the craft of singing to be considered R&B singer to me is the most important part because the beat really can just be finessed any sort of way. Um, and I think that's going to the point connects to the point we were talking about with uh, with uh, Travis and and uh, whoever we else we were talking about. Yeah. Point being is that like I think at the end of the day, people are kind of like don't really love it for the love of the game. And I'm not saying that Bryson and them don't love the the game, whatever. We know that sometimes it's and we can only imagine how challenging it can get with the other stuff that comes from just outside of the music of being an artist. But um, I, that, I guess that's my take. I don't know if I really answered your question, but I think I gave it. Sort of <laughs> nah, I feel it. But feel about it. With, with that being said, who, who is, uh, I'm going to say male R&B artists because female R&B, they're they running the game right now. Like no question mm-hmm. about it. So it'd be too easy to answer. But who's a male R&B artist that to you is really sticking to the foundation and is really like, you know what? Uh, the, the, the forte of their game is the vocal game. Forte is the vocals. It's kind of like uh, you can't no, say I'm... like oh like uh Usher, but someone that like it's kind of like more new school. Oh, someone that's newer. Um, I would definitely say I think he's still growing, and I think I really am excited to hear like a more full length thing from him. Um, Giveon, obviously, I think is doing things, and more so because of his vocal tone, uh, because he's a baritone, and he, we don't get a lot of many popular baritones they kind of come once every so often mm-hmm. we sort of whatever for whatever reason glorify high-pitched voices in our in our society mm-hmm. and so he's he's definitely somebody um another person that i just came in contact with the other day was clean taylor he's an amazing artist um he's super strong vocalist raps over i mean sings over a variety of beats but mostly beats sort of thing uh, there's just, I mean, there's all kinds of people that I can think of, man. But uh, those are the two names that are, I think are like immediately right in my face as guys that are doing great stuff. I enjoyed D- Dylan Sinclair's project. Yes, sir. Um, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of R&B singers out there that are really just singing and you really trying to, they're, they're putting effort into the vocals of the, of the situation. So, um, yeah, man, that, I could go on and on. I don't have a list in front of me, but uh, there's a lot of people out there who are doing some some stuff and, and keeping the craft first. Yeah. Word. Well, Jose, man, 
we can't thank you enough for being so supportive, uh, so so energetic, so enthusiastic about what we do. And like, for real, like for this to be, you know, the only music podcast you listen to, listen on the way to class, hearing me and Nick talking shit <laughs> on the way to class in the morning on a Monday, like, start, so yeah, responsibly, of course, but to starting your week with us, that's that means a lot, man. Nah, of course, bro. Um, so yeah, thank you for pulling up. Thank you for celebrating our anniversary with us. Um, yeah, y'all make sure you gotta follow him. We're gonna put his social media here so you can check out his artwork, cop some some upcoming merch. I'm sure he got some dope designs coming soon. And uh, yeah, man, thank you so much. Appreciate you, dog. Quick, it's only right. I, it's only right. I ask you guys before I bounce. What what what's what's in store for year two for Stay Busy? What do you guys see <laughs> this time next year? What what do you guys see? <laughs> Ah, man, uh, this lot, time next year, it would be cool to hit 100K plays. We, we, we'll shoot for a million, um, grow our audience, um, hopefully be back in studio. Um, if, great. if you know, the world aligns that way, be back in studio, in person, engaging with one another. Um, we got a couple the other things. Lemonade. Yeah, the, pink, the pink lemonade. I miss it. I miss it. Um, but yeah, there's a couple other aspirations we have that, that I, th- I think we're going to keep under wraps for now, but by, by, by next year, the brand is going to be bigger and, and, and busier for sure. Hey, look forward to seeing it, bro. I'll still be here no matter where life takes me. I got, I got yeah. you guys with me for sure. Appreciate you, dude. That's love, man. Love. Appreciate you. Hey, dude. like, like Chan said, when, uh, on ultralight beam, I met Kanye West and we're going to fail. Am I, am I considered a stay busy alumni now? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Dude, I, I'm, I'm with like, now I'm in company with like Taylor Crumpton and Regina. Like that's Taylor <laughs> Crumpton, bro. Like Taylor Crumpton should be going off on my TL. Cause I followed her after that episode. Yeah. I usually follow your guys' guests just cause like yeah, should, my, man. my Twitter, my, t- my Twitter is now like a perfect journalism music industry balance like of all of all flavors like it's crazy Love we it. got artists we got journalists we got a and r in there so they're like man i don't even know what they're talking about but you're learning bro you're learning we love but, it. gotta start somewhere yeah, man. but yeah man i've been on stay busy i can't fail now so thanks for the motivation i got oh, man, no doubt. we appreciate you dude thank you uh, hey thank you guys for having me all right yes, my brother. be easy dude Man, Jose is a really, really good dude. It was cool to finally bring him on. I, I, I know that he was waiting on that. So, yes, he is an officially a Stay Busy alum. We love you, Jose. We love you, even if you and everyone else is interrupting our show. We <laughs> tried to end it. Clearly, we can't end it. So, it's our anniversary. So, we might as well bring in the man that you normally cannot see, but you feel, and allow you to see him and talk to him. Kieran, pull up, man. Yeah. My God, <laughs> people good, gonna be, people are gonna be shocked to see your white. <laughs> <laughs> like this dude, white. I thought this was a black-owned podcast. What's going on here? <laughs> He's white, but he, but he from Brooklyn though. He's yeah. Cool. He's oh nah, I'll, I'll never forget first meeting Kieran. It was it was play. We we were either at a party or we were playing hoops, and like he he was way better than me. So I was like, yeah, I I, I, I can't talk shit to this white kid because he's cooking and I, I ain't doing <laughs> shit on the court. Um, but man, I think I think we have to ask you because we never really like publicly. Well, we just announced that you were on the team, but we never really got you know your motivation for wanting to join the busy boys so yeah. what made you reach out and and want to take the position and what's the experience been like so far yeah i think for me podcasts are probably my favorite form of entertainment 
Um, after we graduated, I, you guys know this, I took a job teaching in Brooklyn and had to commute about like an hour and a half each way. Um, and three hours a day, you can only bump so much music. So wow. that's kind of when I first got into podcasts and kind of as time went on, kind of expanded my library, um, things of that nature. Um, and then you guys also know I moved back up to Ithaca to work in the athletic department at Cornell in yeah, yeah. November last year. Mm -hmm. um, that was like super stressful, super like quick transition. So I actually missed the launch of Stay Busy. I had no idea this was happening until we were on a bus. I forget where we were going to play a game. And I saw it on Twitter. So I was like, hmm, this is kind of cool. Let me like listen because I knew you and Arm. Me and you are were pretty close. Nick, we hooped a couple of times, didn't really have a relationship, but I knew about both of you pretty well through just mutual friends and connections. So I was like, let me listen. I listened and I'm like, this is interesting. I didn't expect it to be, not because of either of your abilities, but I didn't expect it to be so well thought out and so cohesive and so like you guys just have a natural relationship. So it felt like you'd been doing it for years and it was like only three weeks yeah. at that point i guess yeah <laughs> so at that point i'm just like oh, this is cool so then i kept listening and then armand you put that tweet up and i was like hmm, this is interesting um they're looking for somebody to help with things that i it's my profession operation stuff business stuff shit like that so I was like yeah why not let me see yeah. um and then obviously i dm'd you i think we talked Nick and I talked and I was just happy to lend a hand. Um, obviously it's turned into a lot more than that and I'm very happy that it has. Um, no, for real, because it's taught me, I've gained so, so much new knowledge of music and the industry and things like that, that I never knew. And just like skill wise, like I've never opened Photoshop or Premiere or anything like that in my life until really we started season two. Like season one, I was like helping get the studio book together, wasn't doing that much. But now that we're kind of hitting the ground running, it's exciting. And today it was just like another, like you hear all this positive feedback from these people who are so influential in the industry. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether they're up and coming, established, like they've done, they've all done great things that are all on such a great path. So to kind of see you guys rise with them, Armand with journalism, Nick with music, and both of you with this, um it's cool and it just like makes me want to help out even more just kind of see you guys reach your maximum potential wow man we really appreciate you we really do for real man like that that's 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 great to hear i i know he didn't when you came into this i know you didn't think he was gonna be dealing with cpt uh, as much as he, as he has been because that's been a thing you know <laughs> i'm not my namesake i'm not my namesake yeah he's but, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's nicolate Oh, period. Tardy. <laughs> period we were you were both on time last week though we were yeah. making strides no after, we, after you got in got on us about being uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> Jared, Jared had to give us that, that that dad talk like hey man look yeah, bring that ass on time <laughs> you know it's funny one thing i i remember when i first memories about kieran kind of when he first like solidified my mind I was like oh no this dude's for real like he's serious is that um I forgot what it was. Um, we were sort of kind of figuring things out and it was for like either a booking or something like that. And Kira basically said, so you two go talk. And then when you're ready, you come back to me and tell me what <laughs> we need to do. And then I can make it happen. And I was like, you know what? I like that energy coming in and just already off, you know, immediately just saying, 
y'all get it together. And then sort of that, that has been the greatest, you know, joy working with you is that you helped us focus on the creative and help us focus on delivering and kind of keeping us accountable, you know, cause we have good ideas. We have good intentions and all the things like that, but I think you're helping us execute at the highest level that we can do. So really, really thank you for that, um, man. So I don't know if you've had like a, a favorite moment. I know there's been some, some, uh, some episodes that you, we spoke offline that was really, really ones that you enjoyed, but mm-hmm. any, any shining moments that stand out to you from this season so far? I really like the episode with Jeff. Um, I think anytime, and this goes for like any podcast or interview, anytime you're talking to somebody you've never met and be, or even spoken to and the energy in the room is as if you've known each other for years. I think that's special. Um, episode that came out on Monday with Janae Brown, same thing. We we thought, we thought we were going to have her on for five minutes. We had her for an hour 45 and it was great. It was incredible. Um, and sometimes that's the other person's personality. Sometimes it's just the energy of the day, I think. But right. when stuff like that happens, I think you've really got something going. Yeah, no, no I agree. I agree. And it's, it's been fun to be able to facilitate those things. I'm sure, you know, you're, you've gotten a lot of production experience kind of doing this <laughs> with us and kind of getting the, the, the lingo and the terms as much as I can you know, mm-hmm. part from my days, my working in, in TV and media and stuff like that. And so we're, uh, you're you're we're excited I'm, I'm glad for one day when when we you know in 2030 when we go back to cornell and we're on a panel and <laughs> kieran's like running it and he's like yo so and they say you know what was it like working with these guys and kieran's just killing it doing his thing and it's it, i'm just really excited that this it seems to you know you believe in us we believe in you it's just all this is a great sit, situation and a great setup and um i'm I'm honored to be working with y'all with this on this because it's it's been a fun time. It's been a lot of I mean, we do this for the love. And Karen, you're doing this strictly off the love too. Yeah. Right? You know, sure. strictly off of the love is is real, man. When that never goes that never goes underappreciated, that never goes unseen. And we and we really, really, really do thank you for for all that you've done with us. And we're we're gonna all go up to the top together. So yeah. I'm excited, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And I sorry, got some. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I think, yeah, and the one other thing I'll say is like this pandemic has like torn people's worlds apart in like ways you couldn't imagine, some much worse than others. And like everybody that's been affected by COVID, I feel for, I've been probably on the more fortunate side. But I think speaking about us, like the pandemic was a perfect storm. We, I don't know how involved I could be or what we could have done if we are in a studio. Say that COVID doesn't happen, right? Exactly. Because I think I'm, like, we were worried about funds, things of that nature, and I don't know how. I don't know that we would have made it this far and yeah. done so well had COVID not happened. So as devastating as COVID has been for so many people, I think it's been great for us, and I think it's awesome that we've been able to give people something to listen to. Like we yeah. just had Jose on, like to hear him. I didn't realize that he was like still a student. To hear how inspiring you guys are to somebody like him like that's the stuff that i think makes you want to just keep pushing as fast and hard as you can yeah yeah no yeah, oh, nah. it's uh it's you know my name is in the title of stay busy with armand sather but it's so much bigger than me i'm nothing without 
either of you. We're nothing without the listeners. We're nothing without the uh, Alexis and Chris who helped us with our promo video before we we launched. Uh, we're nothing without the photographers, Aaron, Greg, Sazid, uh, G pulled up one episode, Icy Miz. We've had so many incredible people pour into us. Uh, Isaiah uh, Malik uh, did our videos during Women's History Month. Um, so many names. I, I don't want to forget people, but I'm just, uh, I'm, 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 I felt myself tearing up while Karen was talking. I'm not going to front. Um, but man, it's, <laughs> you know, me cancer season, but man, like this is, this is the, this is the thing that keeps me going. This is my, my baby. This is my pride and joy. This is something that was essentially forced on me by Nick, but it's like, and, and, you know, let, 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 let me tell you about Nick Nick and Nick. Nick tells me all the time, Armand, I know you better than yourself. And like, it's, it's true. Most of the time, like he, like he, he knew how passionate I I could become about this. He knew that this is something that I I could be good at. And like with his vision, with his creativity, and then with Kieran just being so, so logistically technically sound and just, 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 just on it. It's like, it's really the, the perfect triangle, yeah. you know, Nick and I being, and Karen contributes a lot creatively too. Like, like, like you, you listeners, you, you, y'all don't know the conversations we'd be having, but like, I, like it's usually Nick and Kieran agreeing and then me like, Oh, where did I? Yeah, whatever. I'll just go with the majority, <laughs> whatever. It's, it's only my show, but no, man, like you guys have, I don't know how I would have ever made this happen uh, without you. I, I wouldn't have. That's just really what it is. I wouldn't have made this happen without you guys. So uh, thank you a bunch. Thank you a bunch. happening in the way it's supposed to happen. So yeah, 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 man. I, this is the time where I would, I would put our hands in and we'd do a break. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate you guys, man. And listen, we're going to really make some stuff happen. So yes, I'm excited to keep giving great content to the listeners. So y'all got anything yeah. else? Before we close, if you've made it this far, I don't have the timestamp, but we're got to be over two hours at this point. If you've made it, if you've made it this far and you listen to my unimportant ass talk for 10 minutes, salute, salute to you, salute, salute to you. We got some merch loading. So if you're still here, DM the pod account and we'll send you something. That's right. And with that, unless anyone else is planning to interrupt us. (laughs) Right. Wash your hands. Wear your mask, but most importantly, the most important things that you can do, stay safe, stay humble, stay busy. Happy anniversary, y'all. See y'all next year. Good day.